Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Okay, people, so massive, huge changes are coming from the publisher of Shonen Jump. And what's the future going to be looking like in terms of some big things that they're creating that is honestly going to change the shape of the company and possibly even how we get manga, how we read manga, how we experience it, and much, much more after these major changes. But I'm not even going to lie. I was about to record this video and I saw this meme and I was like, I got to share it with you guys. Like, keep it a buck with me. Is, is that meme valid? Like, is, is that a valid meme? I'm, I, I'm just saying. I saw it and the first thing I thought to myself is, oh, Oh my god, pain! But not as painful as if I was to make you wait any longer for another episode of... Or never do! You already know the vibe. Boy, do we got stories to talk about. Let's do it. By the way, people just wanted to quickly tell you that if you're not subscribed, you should do so. 65% of people aren't subscribed right now, and it benefits immensely if you hit those buttons. Subscribe, bell for all notifications. It helps this channel. It helps everything go. And if you press those buttons right now, a hundred kajillion trillion dollars will fall from the sky, and you will love it forever. Yeah. Okay, people, so as of recent, I started to notice that Shonen Jump, Shueisha, and just in general them as a brand, as anime and manga has continued to expand. You already know Sony, bought up Crunchyroll, Funimation, and all that good stuff. Like, as it continues to balloon to heights that it's never seen before, ultimately, I've noticed that Weekly Shonen Jump, Shonen Jump as a whole, and just in general, this conglomerate of Shueisha have really been trying to branch out and try different things. Like, early on in this whole experience that I've had talking about anime and manga on YouTube and following the scene real closely... So so that I can understand exactly what's going on. I noticed that Shonen Jump, they used to be very standard. Shueisha used to be very standard at that. There was things that as fans, sometimes we would scream at them like, yo dog, you could market it so crazy right now if you was to just do this, this, this. And it always felt like there was this red tape that wouldn't allow things. And interestingly enough, to give you a little bit more insight into why I feel this way, that major change has come over the last few years is it was about 2017, if I'm not mistaken, that Japan had announced that a new emperor was coming and, and taking over and it was going to be a new dynasty essentially a new wave of essentially a new ruler or whatnot and I feel like ever since then there's been just incremental changes to so many things including the fact that Japan has opened up more to collaborating and doing business with people over in the west prior to that I remember one time a story you're gonna be like yo Fanev whoa 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 where Funimation if I'm not mistaken had the rights to One Piece's anime suspended because of an accident when they uploaded an episode prior to it airing in Japan and it was a massive mess where I believe they actually had to do this big project to say sorry to Toei Animation for uploading the episode early and delivered like thousands of paper cranes from fans and all sorts of insanity. Like they were really, really strict about everything and they're still very strict. But as of recent, I've saw little inklings and murmurings of them at the very least attempting on the marketing side of things to kind of infiltrate into the West or at the very least basically kind of expand outside of just the bubble of anime and manga fans. They already know at the end of the day, if you're an anime manga fan, unless you fall out of it, chances are you're gonna love and watch and support the best way you possibly can, especially 
especially if you know. So they kind of already know that they got the anime manga fandom. It seems as though they've really been trying to branch out and bring in more people that may not necessarily know what anime or manga is, but they could become fans of it. And Shonen Jump is trying to make strides. One of the recent things in One Piece I felt was like that they're really going in a direction of more, you could say, progressive, so to speak. The fact that now with the latest film, a little girl is going to be like one of the main stars of this whole thing. I don't know if she's the villain or what's going on, but again, it just feels a little bit like they're going in a progressive direction uh, with a lot of different things. Like, I don't necessarily know if that would have been in One Piece 10 years ago prior to this big change. And that's just one of many different things. I never would have thought I would have seen Jump Force coming out like that and, and how it was, you know, conducted. I would never thought I would have seen a lot of different avenues of movies coming to theaters, anime films and stuff. It seems like there's better relations, again, probably because there's more money between the companies and whatnot. And you're probably like, yo, Fenev, get to the point. I'm getting there, I promise. Because there's been a couple of huge announcements that might change everything. I'm gonna just keep it a buck with you. And you're probably thinking like, yo, Fenev, so, so, so what is it? Well, for starters, one of the big things is that Shueisha opened up a new magazine. Like, y'all know they got Weekly Shonen Jump. They got a few different, you know, Shueisha has quite a few magazines out there in publication or whatnot. It's not just Weekly Shonen Jump. They got, you know, Jump Square, Jump Plus. They got a, a whole bunch of different things, but they opened up a new magazine and let's read the details. The unofficial Weekly Shonen Jump account on Twitter said, Shueisha's new magazine, Weekly Shonen Camp, has released its first issue with all the main characters in the cover. A Schrodinger's Call receives the lead color page and Ukiyo also gets a color page. The Tower of Children is on break this week. So there's supposed to be a new series that's supposed to start, I guess, with it. And I'm looking at the cover of the magazine and I'm not even going to lie. It's very interesting the way they did this. They decided to do the reverse of what normally people do instead of like attracting people with like all these crazy, you know, eye-catching things. They're like, let's put a whole bunch of eye-catching things around the center and use a black and white photo. Very, very interesting way to promote. And I'm not even going to lie, like kind of looks like a unique magazine and something different and possibly even again could appeal to other audiences. But then if you look at some of the characters, I'm not even going to lie. When I first saw it, I was like, okay, this is strange. Why does the Ukiyo character almost look like a 3D model of like a game or something? And likewise with, you know, the cat and the rabbit back there, like that cat looks sick with the X on his forehead and the sword and stuff like that. Like a lot of weird looking things, which don't get me wrong. Again, it feels like they're being creative. They're stepping outside of the barriers of just like, hey, we need a Goku, Luffy, Naruto, Ichigo. You know, we need those type of guys. Like it's breaking outside of that and doing something a little bit more creative for a Shueisha publication. Not that Shueisha publications aren't creative. I'm just saying that like in terms of this one, it feels really creative, which then led to an even bigger discussion and a bigger story because again, a new magazine publication. So what? Nothing big. But apparently this magazine is, I guess, tied to an even bigger thing that they're doing over there in Shueisha because essentially things are about to change in terms of the acquisitions of not only the video game rights and whatnot, we might be seeing, and this is just speculation based off of this article I'm about to read right now, we might be seeing less of Namco Bandai's, uh, I guess you would say, involvement in this whole situation based on what's about to go down. But also, one of the big things that it seems, again, connecting that magazine, you know, the comic thing to this story is the fact that gaming is going to be very important in the manga experience if this takes off. I'm going to read and I'm going to show you so you understand exactly what I'm explaining that, yeah, you might have to like get into your manga through video games or there might be manga like let's read Japanese publishing giant Shueisha establishes Shueisha games introduces first four titles Shueisha the Japanese publisher behind Shonen Jump and some of the biggest manga titles in the world is stepping into the arena of games with a recently established company featuring Shinichiro Hirono as representative director and Masahiko Ibaraki Motozaku Kitabatake god I'm, I'm kind of slaying these names I'm not gonna lie Yoshihisa Heishi and Masana Takahashi as company director Directors, Shueisha Games currently has multiple titles in the works for later this year and beyond. Among the revealed games,
games. We have tentatively titled 3D action game only due out on unspecified platforms in 2022. This one is being developed by Small World Entertainment under the direction of Kenne Design. The Tower of Children is a survival roguelike adventure that's on the way this summer and it just has like a whole bunch of different games that coincidentally, if you go back to that magazine, are characters from that magazine. For example, that cat that I was talking about, Ukyo, is actually a video game. So then it gets me a little bit more interested like, wait a minute, there's also a multiplayer speed trick action title in the works as well as new large-scale projects that will team Shueisha's popular writers and editorial knowledge up with major game companies. So imagine this, essentially the next time around, let's just say we're gonna go into a new series by Masashi Kishimoto, it could potentially be let in by a video game tie-in. Basically, Masashi Kishimoto could say, okay, my next project is actually gonna be a video game manga. Essentially, the manga is going to be the story of the video game, but also manga is going to be released alongside it to kind of push it because just imagine how big that would be. Y'all know gaming is huge, right? Gaming is humongous and anime and gaming kind of go hand in hand. Usually, if you're an anime fan, you might game. Maybe vice versa isn't as common, but nevertheless, ultimately, anime and gaming goes hand in hand. Now, imagine if you market the anime or the manga with the video game now you're talking now you're creating an ip that's a video game first and a manga second now they're going into the big bucks but also this is going to change everything because again it could make it that creators are no longer going invested in i just want to create a dope manga that's going to get animated blah 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 it could be video game first manga second anime third or video game and manga simultaneously released and boom anime after the fact and they'll have like dlc updates like this is a whole new avenue that they are potentially creating if they are being as crafty as i think they're being right now essentially that you're getting like a whole manga experience via video games and people love video games and imagine like they could constantly charge dlc which would essentially be like selling more chapters like hey you buy this dlc you get to play more of this game and it also gives you more of the story via this manga so they could take people like again masashi kishimoto you know he's been quiet it's been quiet for kishimoto sensei he hasn't really done much since what obviously after samurai 8 got canceled ultimately supposedly he came back to boruto it still hasn't been credited as him being the story writer of what's happening right now so that's something to kind of be determined at a later date of like did he really take over or were they just yanking our chain to see if it would actually help any of the popularity of boruto because just quickly as a marketing person i would be like it might actually make people run to go read more boruto and increase sales if we just say kishimoto's name let's do that ask him if we could do it and hopefully if they did ask him he was like yeah of course you could do that for the right price i'm always in support of the creatives and the artists getting their money and yeah the companies you gotta wait a little bit let the creatives eat but just in general honestly this is going to be groundbreaking this could potentially change everything this could potentially be a change to the way you enjoy manga who knows this could turn manga fans into video game heads and it could actually even make people go from manga to just straight up enjoying the story interactively because one of the biggest things which honestly has been out there but it's just a very different experience as well is like you know let's just say a, a visual novel a visual novel gives you a similar experience of almost the best of both worlds you're playing a game where you got to pick what route to go so essentially you're having a game where you got to think it's thought-provoking or whatnot but then ultimately you're still experiencing a story like where fate night comes from the visual novel or whatnot this is kind of giving you that same type of experience but imagine you're playing the newest weekly shonen jump serialization and let's just say they have the mechanics to do so where they're creating it as video game first and going second or it could just be that they're only going to go with legacy acts first maybe it could be like kishimoto has shown in the past he can do it and despite the fact that samurai 8 was a failure ultimately he could come back and still have that name recognition to be like hey i maybe didn't like samurai 8 but i would have loved to play samurai 8 oh shit that just got me thinking because essentially imagine if samurai 8 was released as a video game with a manga side of it i think we would all love it we might even just say something like yo the manga is a little complex but boy do i love the video game or we might not even feel complex 
about the manga because we're enjoying the video game. You think about it, Samurai 8 works so well as a video game. A lot of these series could work well as video games as well, and ultimately they can even get into the isekai genre. That's something that Weekly Shonen Jump and Shueisha has really not dove in too much in terms of this side of things, the Shonen side of things. Like, they don't really go into the life in another world situation or anything like that. Like, they kind of stay away from it, minus, like, I guess it kind of feels that way with, like, a Dr. Stone. It almost feels like life in a Stone Age or something like that, even though technically it's not an isekai because we see what happens. Well, I don't want to get spoiled. I don't know what happened at the end of the manga if we got answers. But either way, point being is this. If this is a massive success, if Shueisha Games is a massive success, you might be playing video games and reading manga at the same time, or you might have to play the video game in order to get more of the story from the manga. They could kind of yank you around if you're a manga fan, a video game, or if you're both, you're going to probably be in heaven and just enjoying the living crap out of an experience like this. And then that also brings me to another question. Well, if they're bringing Shueisha Games, which obviously this is also them trying to introduce new titles, maybe they want to get a whole bunch of mobile games with the Jump and, and Shueisha name behind it so that way they could sell more and whatnot. But then also, will Shueisha Games be the company and they're going to use that money and manpower and team to create the next Dragon Ball game, Naruto game, My Hero Academia, Jujutsu Kaisen? Like, it would be the biggest thing in the world if the Jujutsu Kaisen game was to be a really good game and come out via Shueisha Games. Like, that right there will put them on the map. Like, one of the biggest anime and manga right now, Jujutsu Kaisen, comes out. Boom. It's already selling massively. You don't got to worry about, like, whether or not it will sell. The video game will sell itself. Make a good video game. Now, everybody's talking about, oh, f forget all the studios. Shueisha Games, you do the games from now on. Because, you know, a lot of people have been pretty disappointed with Namco Bandai's video game uh, releases over the last few years. The fact that we're still on Xenoverse 2 being supported with DLC six years later, I don't really like that. I, I think supporting a game for two years, even three years, is like, mm, feels old, but okay, whatever. It's, it's not that big. And don't get me wrong. Don't get me started. Please, Xenoverse community, do not attack me. I know you get it. Because all I'm saying is I want more for you. We should be on like Xenoverse 5 right now or some shit, or, or at least Xenoverse 4. Come on. All I'm saying is that I wish they would have given Xenoverse 3 so that y'all could have get more. Xenoverse 2, like, how long has it been? Or even bigger, now that I just thought about it worldwide. Holy cow. Like, look, this is how they conquer. Goddamn, I'm giving them marketing tips, and maybe you're probably thinking, yo, Fenev, how, how is this? Like, because if they drop that Jujutsu Kaisen game, it's a really good game over there in Japan, they dominate. Or even Demon Slayer, which Demon Slayer Cyber Connect 2 has them right now, so they probably can't do it, but Jujutsu Kaisen, they, unless they have already a deal, they could do, boom, Jujutsu Kaisen video game, high quality, you take over Japan. Then... For all of you out there that love Bleach, you drop a Bleach game that's really good too. And the masses outside of Japan, you know, in the West and whatnot, come screaming Bleach. And now you put out two games that got Japan and North America in your back pocket. You just dominated. So not only is the scenery changing for anime and manga in terms of like, yo, you got all this new Shueisha games, Shueisha games magazine that's tying into the video games. Yeah, now you're also possibly taking in and creating one of the bigger gaming companies. Because think about it. One of the big things that we love about stories like or with video games a lot of times i'll buy a video game it's like yo dog that art looks sick and the video game looks cool or the story looks dope that's pretty much what you do like black clover one of the things that gets everybody in is like hey it looks cool that, that that's a selling point it looks cool now you start off black clover as a video game you get people hooked on the video game they get hooked on the story the manga's coming out well played well played it's only a matter of the games have to be quality right now the games that they're putting out kind of looks a little bit like starters like hey let's throw something maybe it looks like oh mobile a little bit let's see where it advances if they can actually 
push this and take this to another level of yeah actually making this some real good games because nothing lasts longer and sells more sufficient than quality never let them tell you otherwise and you know how i told you guys that it seems like they're trying to branch out to the west even more there's even more news right here that i saw that i was like wow just absolutely wow in terms of they're trying a lot of different things they're trying to expand i don't know if they're trying to become like the next you know walt disney because you think about it, if shueisha was to let's just say beat out the other two major publishers or they all joined into one conglomerate i could see that rising up they start dropping like big blockbuster anime films which they're already doing demon slayer was huge even over here in the states likewise with jujutsu kaisen likewise with anytime you drop a dragon ball film you drop a naruto film right now oh my god you blow people away you know what i'm saying like those films do very well like it has all of the ingredients capable of making shueisha a conglomerate and then when they start making moves like what i'm about to read here right now it definitely even cements more for me that yeah they really want to expand they're trying some crazy stuff or i guess not too crazy but it says famous singer rosalia will be taking over the cover of weekly shonen jump issue number 19 alongside chinatsu and hina to commemorate blue box's first anniversary a special collaboration song is set to be released in jumps youtube channel 2 this is the first time that an international star appears in the cover of the magazine since the 90s back when names such as arnold schwarzenegger or shaquille o'neal appeared with jump characters and you see right here again it's you got shaq on one cover next to slam dunk and then on another one i forget what's that called is it momo taro I, I forget the name of it but it was like the little baby from j-star's victory versus alongside arnold schwarzenegger and it's kind of interesting and almost fascinating to me in a way to see shonen jump is actually circling back to an idea that they haven't done in a long time like in case you don't know i'm about to blow your mind with this one too over there in japan a lot of these magazine covers minus weekly shonen jump oftentimes you would think you're getting a copy of like a hugh hefner magazine if you know what i'm talking about like legitimately weekly shonen magazine young jump majority of these magazines usually have like really hot models on the cover in swimsuits and whatnot it's a rarity that those magazines be having like let's just say meliotis on the cover they usually sell like hey look at these hot girls and oh there's manga in there that's why a lot of series like fairy tale or the seven deadly sins or anything really that comes out of kodansha fire force oftentimes they try to put fan service some more than others fire force didn't really feel as fan servicey except you know sometimes he would go a little bit off the rails fairy tale of course got you know notorious because of its fan service but nevertheless that's a tie-in to the fact that the covers is of models again these really hot models is on the cover and whatnot and again shonen jump don't do that shonen jump nine times out of ten their cover is either going to be a series that has been running a long time and jump one of the more popular ones or a brand new cover for a new manga to be honest with you i don't think that that's a smart idea moving forward in 2022 especially right now marketing and business wise while it's really dope like yo you got some new stuff ideally you still want to pull people in with the stuff that they know and then make them a fan of that but it seems as though again if shueisha is going in an expansive direction maybe they want new fans maybe they don't care if you don't know what this is they want you to get to know it maybe you don't read shonen jump but like oh shit this caught my interest maybe that's where they're going with it because now if they're going and circling back like yo imagine like the the 30th anniversary of arnold schwarzenegger and we're getting jumping it's arnold on the cover like i, I ain't gonna lie it's not gonna bother me i'm not gonna be like oh no i can't have arnold or you know a, a parody of will smith smacking chris rock <laughs> oh wow because the cover like i can't do none of that stuff that's not gonna bother me by any means i might actually have a giggle but it is interesting thing it also makes me just wonder a little bit like well why would they do something like that like why would they want to go in that direction and be expansive so to speak could it be that other avenues are suffering could it be that new investors new ideas new concepts like it is just radical and very different from what shueisha and 
Shonen Jump has been all along. All along, they've been very strict. We don't do this. We don't do that. We don't do this. We don't do that. We stay in our lane. We stay to what we know. Now, all of a sudden, they got a whole lot of opinions, a whole lot of changes and whatnot. And again, it's welcomed, but it's just interesting and makes you wonder, wow, why the change? It must be that it's the changing of the guard, the changing of the guard of who ran shit over there. And now we got these people that are like, let's try some shit. Hey, this worked in the 80s. People love celebs. You put more celebrity into this. Yeah. Although I guess I wonder how that would work, right? Because think about it like this. And maybe they have this problem over there in Japan. But let's just say you put, I don't know, at some given point, it gets to Shonen Jump is so popular in the West that they decide to put Drake on the cover of Shonen Jump. Doubt it'll ever happen because, yeah, I don't I don't see it. But nevertheless, let's just say a Drake or a Jay-Z or whatnot. That's going to piss some people off. Y'all know legitimately there's some people that they absolutely hate hip-hop, rap, and all that jazz. You have Jay-Z on the cover of Weekly Shonen Jump. They're going to say, first of all, what does that relate to anything unless it's like a new music manga? Like, maybe people, 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 is going on. They're going to say something like that. Somebody like me, I see Jay on the cover. I'm like, yo, I got to buy a couple of these and put this on. I respect Jay to a different level, and ultimately, I'm a hip-hop fan. Some people don't like that shit, and yeah, that could go bad if they got the wrong celeb on there. Like, imagine they just did a photo shoot with Chris Rock the other day for, like, you know, the cover of Jump, and then all of a sudden, you get slapped. Like, what do you do then? If you got all the magazine pressed up, ready to go, at that point, you're kind of going to just be like, shoot. So, they got to tread lightly with this one, but definitely seems as though now that they're bringing this idea back as well, they're putting the singer, which I don't even know who that singer is. She's kind of hot, so maybe they're going down the direction of, hey, we're going to put pretty girls on the cover. Maybe they're not going to go, like, to Arnold Schwarzenegger and stuff like that, but they might put models, they might put, you know, things like that, and this could become a staple, which... It's just weird, man. Weekly Shonen Jump never did this. That was a Weekly Shonen Magazine thing. Times are changing. I'm just hoping that the other publishing companies don't fall too far behind because Shueisha is making major moves with this video game, right? Like, right here, this could be Endgame Checkmate where they could really give the death blow to another company. Like, Shogakugan is on his last legs. It's like, he got a couple of big titles, but in terms of it's in last place as far as numbers-wise between Shueisha, Kodansha, and Shogakugan. And it would definitely be a major, major bummer if someday because of this whole big move that Kodansha would have to close his doors or something because then we won't get something as beautiful as the stories and manga that come from that magazine and of course the weekly shonen magazine all the comments let's read courtesy of Joseph underscore K. Todai Revengers which is a Tokyo Revengers comedy gag spin-off parody whatever you want to call it and I'm not even gonna lie I think that that's hilarious because he looks more like almost as if Todai Revengers is Tokyo Revengers but like if it was real like instead of like yo the coolest character designs dudes having tattoos at the age of like three and shit like instead of all that insanity and whatnot it kind of looks like the character design for example of the main character look very realistic like he's just a dude book bag glasses you know regular like regular dude but Shinpei Funatsu the author of Todai Revengers said I'm working on two series serialized in magazine pocket Todai Revengers and Kendaichi Hanin Tachi no Jinkenbo check them both out which I'm not even gonna lie that's kind of cool like I wonder what type of work ethic you gotta have to be able to do two of those dog like that's some Hiromashima stuff right there you're doing Todai Revengers and Kendaichi, in case you don't know about Kendaichi, very big manga. It's about like a lawyer, if I'm not mistaken. Like huge stuff. Shout outs to Todai Revengers. Then we got Hiromashima, author of Eden Zero and Fairy Tale 100 Years Quest. Fairy Tale, uh, Final Fantasy Origin, Stranger of Paradise is a ton of fun. One day, man, I got a game with Hiro one day. He loves gaming too much. I, and, and I love gaming. I don't get to do it as often. I want a game with Hiromashima. That would be fire. Then we got K Urano. Then we got K Urana, author of Gachi Akuta, the newbie in Weekly Shonen Magazine. I kept talking about pooping while working what dog really come on now like i know i joked around about saying yo i had a, a nice dump before but like that, that, that that's not what they really should say like that was just a joke recommendation not like no and before long ando and the other assistants had started drawing poop as well so
So basically, he was getting clowned in his own studio. Gosh darn it. We got Yusuke Nomura, author of Blue Lock. I can watch ASMR cooking videos forever. That is so random. Like, dude wants to hear somebody whispering while cooking, also while drawing about soccer. I guess he has a very diverse taste in entertainment. We got George Morikawa, Hajime no Ippo. Hiro-kun's game is highly valued. Is he referring to Hiromashima? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yoshitoki Oima, author of To Your Eternity. I want to learn a technique that will allow me to use Uniflash as part of my daily life. I know this is like not really about the manga and shit, but you know, season two, I, I, I can't wait. And wrapping things up, we got Negi Haruba, author of Ranger Reject. I bought the provisions necessary to wage war on pollen before it arrives, and allergies are one heck of a monster that you do not want to go against. I mean, everything got to change eventually, right? Like everything can't stay the same forever. Kind of like series that come and go and the author, you know, they end their series and they move on to the next one. Like the author of Fullmetal Alchemist, Hiromu Arakawa. Like she got a new series going on right now. However, Fullmetal Alchemist was a smash success. And right here is the proof in the pudding of like, yo dog, look what it was doing. Courtesy of Joseph underscore Kev, Fullmetal Alchemist manga infographic. One of the most popular and acclaimed series of the 21st century. The first anime was the one to launch the series to the top despite being less popular nowadays than the second adaptation. A selling giant of his time. Yeah, in case you don't know, Fullmetal Alchemist had two anime. One of which pretty much like the second one adapts the first 25 episodes of the first anime. So yeah, it's had two anime. And right here we're seeing actually numbers, straight up numbers of Full Metal Alchemist's sales. And holy cow, looking at these sales, by the time the anime started, volume six, it was already doing about half a million. And then the anime, oh my god, I never knew how vital the anime was. I always thought, because I wasn't, you know, at that time on the scene and whatnot, I always thought that Full Metal Alchemist was just straight up from the rip, the biggest manga in the world, and that's it. I didn't realize how much of a part, which nowadays I kind of should in retrospect always have these eyes that I have of like oh you know the anime is really important to the success because from volume 6 to 7 it goes from not cracking 500,000 probably 400 maybe somewhere around there 350 400 to all of a sudden doing what about 1.25 maybe 1.3 with volume 7 and remaining there consistently selling over a million about again 1.2 million or so around there and then going all the way fast forward because then you know the original anime stops that's for the original anime alone uh then by volume 20 it starts dipping a little bit then volume 22 the brotherhood anime starts and the brotherhood anime for the most part it gets a couple of boosts like volume 24 and 27 but it kind of just stabilized it it looked like it was starting to dip and then the brotherhood anime maybe helped it bump a bit but also just stabilized to not completely you know diminish and he even gave us a very interesting comparison of like naruto fairy tale and all of these other massive conglomerates physically so 2010 ongoing series naruto volume 50 in 18 days sold 986,000 copies yo that's crazy that's crazy like yo right here this is proof that i got for some people that were saying oh you exaggerate how much naruto used to sell back in the days naruto volume 15 and basically less than three weeks was almost at a million copies while again you got like new age series that now because manga is more popular jujutsu kaisen and all these are like doing a million in a week or some crazy stuff but back then for a series 50 volumes in to be doing a need i say more of that but then again you look at fairy tale in 19 days with volume 20 394,000. it almost it's weird because it's like select series are exploding but the other series are falling to the wayside because we're not seeing as much of that anymore because i mean look at this yo this is very good numbers naruto volume 50 almost a million fairy tale volume 20 almost 400,000. again this is all in like less than three weeks gintama 393,000. almost again same as fairy tale and these are like 20 and 30 volumes in d gray man 20 volumes in almost half a million and then you look at full metal alchemist i never realized how much more popular than all of these series minus one piece it was full metal alchemist in 18 days in comparison to naruto had 1.1 basically Fullmetal alchemist was more popular than naruto pretty much in its heyday with volume 25 like bleach 641,000. again like people be seeing these sales like i don't see sales like this except for you know
final certain series like Tokyo Revengers, Jujutsu Kaisen, Demon Slayer, like those type of titles, they're going to be selling astronomical, but I'm not seeing like, where's the Hitman Reborns that are doing that? You know what I'm saying? And I'm sure some people are going to point out like, oh, this series sold well. Like, no, they're not selling like these. And I guess also you got to attribute the fact that, hey, we're in a different era. This is physical copies. Who buys physical like that nowadays aside from like for Neville World? Like, yo, dog, I love, I'm not even going to lie. And I'm not, I love my physicals. I love to see it if I got a question or, or a thought or I want to look at it or I want to reread it or somebody wants to read it. I can lend it. Well, I don't really lend my shit. I'm not going to lie though. Like, yo, you ain't, you ain't borrowing no for Neville World. No. You come through and kick it though. I'm just saying. But you can't get my stuff, my lord. No. And again, like I said, in the new era, there's outliers. The Spy X family with 800. Like, you know, these sales kind of make those look a little bit silly. But those are for the big dogs. Like, these are the ones that, you know, either they have massive animes or again, these new era weird things that like, I don't understand how. And the only thing I can make sense of it is, again, anime is more popular now than it was that Kaiju number 8 and Spy Family, the sales that they do, astronomical. Like, yo, you're doing 813,021 days for a kind of family-oriented type of series. That's nuts. And again, Full Metal Alchemist, even with all of these behemoths, minus Jujutsu Kaisen and One Piece, Full Metal Alchemist will put them in their place in terms of dog. It was a big dog. Full Metal Alchemist was way more popular than I ever thought. Like, nowadays, Full Metal is more so looked at as like a cult classic. Like, I don't really hear people screaming Full Metal anymore. You know, it's been over a decade now at this particular point. Plus, Hiromu Arakawa just released a new manga that I read that first chapter. If you haven't watched my review for it, you might want to go check it out. It was a massive banging first chapter, but ultimately Hiromu Arakawa, like, she's moved on. So Fullmetal Alchemist, of course, nowadays isn't going to be as popular, but back in the day, Fullmetal Alchemist was more popular than all of our favorites, okay? Like, the Naruto's, One Piece of Bleeds, like, they had nothing on what FMA was doing. It's just going to be interesting to see what these series that blow up really quick down the road look like, and that's probably, too, why Shueisha is trying to do this whole blow up real quick, and then end it, and let everything else, the merchandise and whatnot, make the money, so that you don't see a dip in sales or whatnot, because eventually, something like that, it's just like in YouTube. If you blow up real quick, you get, you know, a million subs in, you know, your first year or whatever, you might could fall off after that because you just exploded and whatnot. And, and you know, it's going to be interesting to see what the test of time is like. Are we going to look back on some of these series in 15 years and say like, yo, dog, this is that thing. And is it still going to be selling well a decade later? Kind of like, you know, Blue Exorcist, for example, by Kazue Kato. It says it's officially returning its serialization in issue number six of Jump Square out in May 2022 after an unplanned extension of its hiatus. The series will be getting the cover for its comeback because I do remember us reporting that it seemed like it was supposed to return again it's been on hiatus for almost exactly a year now at this point close to and it seems as though it's finally returning and yeah hopefully to kind of wrap up because I do know that it seemingly is on its last leg in terms of story and what needs to be told but also it's been a whole freaking year Blue X's fans like no fans deserve and I know Hunter Hunter fans and Berserk fans are looking right now like yo what are you gonna say exactly about hiatuses relax don't hurt me oh 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 god no like I get it y'all y'all had y'all hiatuses y'all always had y'all hiatuses shout outs to Kentaro Miro I wish he would have taken more I wish he would have took 150 million of them so that way he didn't have all of these health conditions but that that's a different story RIP to the legendary late great Kentaro Miura I'm always gonna say it and then Yoshihiro Tagashi takes his breaks because he don't want to end up you know what I'm saying losing his life drawing that's not something he wants to do and I always got to understand that aspect of it I understand the fans I understand the author at the same time as well and yeah it's 
been a year, and if the series is already feeling like it's on his last legs, anyway, come back, wrap this bad boy up, give the fans what they deserve, and boom, move on to your next one if you decide. Like, because I'll be honest with you, like, Blue Exodus, it doesn't seem like one that I'm rushing to go and, and, and finish the story or whatnot. Like, if they release more of the anime, I'll probably continue it that way, because I did really enjoy Blue Exodus, and at one point, I had, like, every volume of the manga, but nowadays, it's like, it's been so long already. Like, I got into Blue Exodus back in 2011, and granted, I got into one piece back and like i don't even freaking know it's been so damn long but the difference is is like yeah there's no hiatuses and one piece has been consistent and i didn't fall out of it like i kind of fell out of blue x's but it's a good thing again for the fans they're returning kazue kato you're gonna get more blue x's and yeah celebrate because regardless i'm going to call it right now and i want to see if you guys agree with me do y'all think blue x's is ending this year i have no doubt in my mind like Kazue Kato probably just came like let me end this bad boy like you know it's time to end it because you know it's been going on for a long time not as long as One Piece has been going on though but yeah we got some unfortunate One Piece news right here dog I don't even like to report on this because it's like oh come on why are you yanking our chain it's not the worst thing in the world but after I reported and I, we were all excited like yo yes Oda knocked one more down let's go let's go let's go they kind of shattered our illusion of <laughs> what, what, what just happened although it will inevitably happen down the road and if you're wondering Nev, what are you referring to, fam? It seems Carlson Manga has corrected and retracted its initial statement in One Piece Volume 100's description, and now it says the series has nearly... 500 million copies in circulation probably what happened was the big dogs at shueisha came down and said yo we haven't even announced that yet what are y'all doing why are y'all announcing that or hey it hasn't reached that yet why are y'all putting that out there they probably were like oh my god they about to cut us off oh god no 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 we apologize let us explain <laughs> because realistically like that's crazy to announce something that massive and i initially thought to myself like, why is this random thing carlson manga like the one that is confirming this this is normally like a very big shueisha press release or the draws something you know the cover of the magazine that week has luffy on it to kind of represent that we just did 500 million like that seems more of like a very very big thing so when i saw this carlson manga i was like it could be accurate and it's from the unofficial weekly shonen jump account so i'm gonna you know look at it more closely than others but yeah carlson manga got it wrong and it's not uh 500 million copies as of yet but let's just keep it a buck like yeah they don't have it right now it could be very well next month that we get this big announcement hey one piece has finally reached it because i'm I'm wondering i'm gonna keep it real with you at first i thought one piece was going to go down in history as the highest selling manga by a single author or the highest selling comic by a single author of all time i thought it was gonna happen and granted it still could because one piece still got a ways to go but because of one piece slowing down and the fact that i want to say it's either batman or superman it's like batman and superman were like one and two and then i think one piece surpassed one of them to become number two and there's just number one but if i'm not mistaken i believe number one is ahead at this point let's just say even if one piece had like 500 million i think number one has like 600 million or something so that's still like another 100 million copies can it be done absolutely if tomorrow something massive was to happen i don't know we found out who's luffy's mom and it connects somehow in some crazy way and like you know the biggest thing in the world like it could very well happen like or you know major character death a lot of times people really go crazy flocking and they feel like they gotta own that volume like there's a lot of things that can be done but remember that it's not like batman stopped releasing comics granted one piece is selling way more each volume of one piece probably sells more than like i don't even know how many books of batman so there's that as well but eventually this isn't like you know where batman they kind of just keep rebooting they may do it they may do that with one piece or those two piece or one piece
piece and a half or something. But they don't keep on... Eventually, One Piece ends and Batman keeps on going. So even if One Piece surpasses Batman at some given point, the unfortunate truth is unless Shueisha continues to milk the title and release new One Piece, new One Piece and kind of count it towards it, Batman is going to remain as number one. Even if it loses it, it's going to just retake it once One Piece ends. Because yeah, it'll sell millions and millions and millions. Even if it catches up, it'll be selling millions and whatnot. But eventually, the buck gotta stop at some given point if it's not producing new stuff. It's just a matter of will the spinoffs and all the other stuff that they're going to do down the road actually continue to pad it and keep One Piece selling enough to, again, surpass whatever it is. Again, Superman, Batman, one of them, because it already surpassed one of them. But I mean, right now, we're still full steam ahead with One Piece. It's still going very strong, and we just got this announcement that Luffy goes full pirate and new One Piece film red character visuals. So seemingly, we got the character design for Luffy in color this time around, because I believe we got this image in a sketch, and it didn't look nowhere near as fly as this. After revealing a bunch of new information on the One Piece franchise on Monday, the official Twitter account for the upcoming One Piece film Red anime film released a new character visual of Luffy today in a getup that could only be described as going full pirate. The text on the poster, which seems to be a response to the first character poster, reads, Never! I'm on a 183 victory winning streak. Goro Taniguchi returns to the franchise for the first time since 1998 as the director of One Piece film Red. Taniguchi, who is best known as the director of Kogias, previously directed 1998's One Piece Defeat Him, the Pirate Gonzok short for the Jump Super Anime Tour ahead of the TV anime premiere in 99. Sutomo Kuroiwa returns from One Piece film Gold to write the screenplay. I wasn't a big fan of film gold to be honest with you i liked what was it was it heart of gold the the, the little special before it? that was dope uh toy animation is producing the anime film with Ajiro oda if they're getting over their hack and uh, of course film is set to open up august 6 2022 and uh yeah honestly it's a real sick design again i gotta say though it's par for the course i don't know it's just usually very badass looking very sleek very awesome like i don't know i don't get impressed with one piece characters and movies and their designs like i expect it maybe this is the expectation maybe it's unfair expectations but i expect them to look really fly look like they came out of the gucci store like that's an expectation because oda always delivers for the films like when he brings the character designs and shit and i'm looking at it i'm like yo that, that looks fire as hell uh freaking luffy looks like i don't know if i want to say yo dog you a fashion model or a pirate so it's like yo it's awesome but kind of <laughs> expected it to be awesome if i'm just giving it real i'm gonna keep it real though i'm just grateful we're still getting one piece films in 2022 like sometimes i like to look at the grass is green right here where i'm at right now like yo dog it could be so bad it could be that one piece failed and never even got an anime adaptation and you know what i'm saying it's just like hey you know what i'm saying there's so many bad scenarios that it could be so when i look at it we're getting a film i'm excited kind of like another franchise that i was hoping we was getting a film to kind of bring it all in and whoa because literally as i'm filming this right now news just broke that attack on titan anime final season has wrapped up and there's big 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 news of what's to come and I'm gonna just keep it real. My first thought when I heard this news was, oh snap, Mappa's really gonna milk every cent they can out of Attack on Titan because, yeah! Most of us really thought that we was getting Attack on Titan, the movie, the final, the final movie. It was gonna be the wrap-up. It was it. That's it. Everybody thought, yo, dog, this is it because the final episode of Attack on Titan was supposed to air April 3rd over here in the West and close it all out, supposedly, right? Even though most people knew that, hey, how is it going to end when there's still like a ton of chapters that need to be adapted from the manga to the end? anime how is this all gonna happen because again most of us thought okay movie perfect they're gonna put a beautiful budget i'm going to the film to watch attack on titans finale however mappa was like mm, 
we could do that. We could give you the best looking movie and, you know, go out with a bang. Or how about we just put out another season of the anime? Because the big announcement is Attack on Titan, the final season, is getting another season. Like we had the final season part two. And now with the end of the Attack on Titan anime final season part two episode finale, they announced that Attack on Titan is getting another season. TV anime Attack on Titan, the final season, final edition broadcast in 2023 on nhk general tv the announcement video has been released and it's an image of what looks like a giant footprint and on it standing are armin john mikasa hunge levi uh i see that little freaking demon back there gabby and uh, what falco is it yeah connie like yeah basically the, the remainders and they're standing in a footprint and it's basically coming 2023 the final season final edition i'm not even gonna lie i'm not a big fan of this move like don't get me wrong i am always really happy about more seasons of my anime and this is great news in a way because it could have been like yeah we, we, we'll decide if we're gonna do something else like it could have never even got all of this animated right so i'm definitely absolutely grateful for attack on titan getting more anime i still feel like it would have been more impactful and would have went out with a real big bang for all of the fans at that if we got an attack on titan movie like i feel like a movie wrapping this all up with beautiful art and animation would have been perfect honestly you know you watching right now if you like attack on titan you know a thousand percent there's a high probability high possibility that you would get your behind in a movie theater if there was an attack on titan finale film that's going to wrap up the story that you've been following for probably a decade plus well not a decade plus you know what i mean like you've been following it for a while like attack on titan well yo actually could have been for a decade plus because i read it in 2012 so yeah 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 you could have been for a decade plus following this bad boy and a film would have been the best way to go but it seems as though they're doing a what what, what season would this be now like, we're gonna be breaking apart to like okay there's the first three seasons and then there's season four part one and part two so i guess that would technically be I guess technically you could just really just stick with like, hey, this is the fourth season. It's just a really, really long season in comparison to the other ones and they're, they're milking it. We'll probably get another video game out of it. And also at the same time, this will give Isayama an opportunity or whoever is going to be doing it to pen the follow up. Because again, I'm, I have no doubt in my mind. You think Kodansha is going to let Attack on Titan their biggest title regardless? Like, don't get it twisted. Tokyo Avengers is blowing up. Overseas, Attack on Titan makes Tokyo Avengers look like Rugrats, okay? Like, and I'm not talking about size-wise because of a colossal Titan. I'm saying that... It is massive outside of Japan, and that's what they want. And I'm almost certain that Isayama's looking around, too. Because if I was Isayama, I'd be looking around, right? And I would look at a couple of the authors that came back after their smash success. Masashi Kishimoto with Naruto. Hiromashima Fairy Tale. I would be looking at all of them and be like, hmm. Minus Kubo that came back with Burn the Witch. Everyone loved it. And he's coming back with Bleach again. And everybody's really loving it. Like, the rest of the mangaka aren't thriving in this new era. Like, Masashi Kishimoto got canceled with Samurai 8. Went to Boruto. He's not even credited as the writer of each chapter so kind of been like in the water maybe he might be making a return with that big story we talked about with shueisha you should go check out that story if you skipped it but nevertheless like okay you know he kind of failed and then you go and you look at another author like hiromashima while i hear nothing but praise for eden zero and i really enjoy eden zero the sales for the manga are very mediocre the the sales of the manga for example will be like 20 to 30 thousand first week and for a hiromashima manga you're expecting 100,000, 200,000, 300,000, or even 90, 80,000 first week. And when you're not getting that, you're getting 20, 30, 40. Like, who knows? Maybe there could be a massive boost once season two comes, because that's where people say all the juice is at in season two. And maybe it'll make a big hoopla where everybody will talk about it and get a bunch of people into it. But even Hiromashima isn't thriving per se. Like, it's really all about his hustle that makes Hiromashima the greatness that he is right now, that he's hustling. He's putting his hat in every arena. So you might not rock with Eden Zero, 
but you might rock with Fairy Tale 100 Years Quest. You might not rock with Fairy Tale 100 Years Quest. You might rock with the video game that I just designed for them. You might not rock with that. You might rock with something else I'm doing. So Hiromashima, he's just an anomaly of work ethic. Okay, that's that's why he's still popping. But Eden Zero really didn't fly off the paper. And Burn the Witch, I like that, but don't get it twisted. It's not like Kubo decided to make it an ongoing thing. It was more so like, hey, Kubo's back. This is dope. And yeah, so it's not like he came back with another major, major ongoing series. And that's why I think that Isayama probably would make more sense, in my opinion, to just keep on going with Attack on Titan if he wants to continue drawing more manga because you're going to have a lot more of a chance of making more money and continuing on with it. Do I think as a reader of it and as a fan of it that that's the good thing to do? Hell no. Let that shit end already. Put it to rest. Like, you love or hate it, just let it end already. Like, let it end. And I know you're probably thinking, yo, Fennel, why, why didn't you say that about Boruto? Well, Boruto came. <laughs> it's here. Like, Attack on Titan spinoff, you know, Attack on Titan Next Generation is not here. I can give my criticism right now because, yeah. But if it was to return, I don't know how I feel. I don't know if I would want to even read it or talk about it. Like, I'm just right now, like, in limbo with Attack on Titan. But either way, I know he's not giving it up and either way attack on titan we've strayed way far from the truth that the final season part three is essentially coming the final season final edition and it's cool i'm happy but i, I would have preferred a movie i think a movie would have been sufficient enough but they're probably going to bank on more recap films just like what they did with what was the season one they did recap film maybe they're gonna do a bunch more recap films so they're like we can't be ball with right now we got recaps on the way hopefully they do it right too because fans are gonna you know put them through the cheese grater if they don't get it right okay if attack on titan final season the final edition isn't 10 out of 10 demon slayer level people are going to be mad especially as mappa especially as titan and especially it's supposed to be over it's kind of crazy that i was and a lot of people were talking like yo it's the end of an era attack on titan's ending and they like yo no next year next year next year like damn looks like we'll have to wait a little bit longer for more attack on titan anime and it will be another season it's a it's a win regardless so how would you feel if you was a part of one of the biggest films of the last year and only made 150 dollars from it because that is the sad reality for a lot of people that were a part of some of the biggest anime films of the last few years in particular especially one of the latest ones and there is just so much drama so much chaos and problems coming right now via the anime voice acting industry and just in general the industry as a whole because as things continue to expand other people are going to be like yo dog where's my bread you know what i'm saying like if you know sony's throwing the millions to the company and the company is you know what i'm saying getting, getting all this bread all the voice actors all the people the creatives all the people involved in the production of these anime i'm gonna be like yo what what what, what happened here Where, where's our money and that's where everything has hit the fan and things that's going wild whoa you feel that that's the sound of you subscribing and hitting that bell so you get all notifications when we drop new episodes of forever news we give you all the latest and greatest news from japan on anime manga you name it we're covering it make sure to hit those buttons yes people in case you haven't heard the word right now that's going on over on twitter and a few other places is that voice actors are very upset right now and they are actually speaking out a few of them at the very least over some of the low wages the ridiculously low wages to a certain degree that they're undergoing and the fact that these wages are based on very old systems very old models very old things from like 20 freaking years ago like there's no way in hell if the cost of living especially as of recent post pandemic and whatnot the cost of living has gone way ridiculously up however voice actors are getting paid like they were 20 years ago prior to the world you know kind of increasing in you know monetary and whatnot capitalism 
racism. But for starters, right here, this is gonna blow your mind. You're gonna be like, oh my god, really? Because one person pointed out that it was ridiculous that Viz, which I believe it wasn't Viz, if I'm not mistaken, it was actually Crunchyroll that has Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. They spent more on an ad for Jujutsu Kaisen Zero in Times Square than it paid for the entire English dub. And the movie was number one in Japan and number two in the US. If that is indeed true, if that is a fact, then wow, that is pretty disturbing, first of all, that you're looking at. Like, screw these people, you know what I'm saying? We, we got to get the promotion going, which I understand. Absolutely, you have to invest in marketing. Marketing is the number one important thing. Like, that whole saying of, if you build it, they will come, is wrong. If you build it, they're only going to come if you got some bomb-ass marketing or a miracle happens and... We're not going to go with the miracles right now. We're going to just kind of throw uh, our, ourselves at it and say, hey, I'm going to put my best foot forward. And the thing about it is, is that, yo, that's all fine and dandy. Absolutely. Spend the money that you need to have a billboard. But you also got to spend the same equivalent money in terms of what voice actors should be making to make sure the cast and the staff of this movie is fine and happy and content. If not, you're going to get things like this because there's people that are speaking out. And if you've done something like paying for a billboard more than you've done investing in the actual product, don't forget that an English dub lives on forever unless they redub it, which they don't really do redubs anymore because dubbing in the U.S. has gotten a lot better since 10, 20 years ago and whatnot. That is immortalized forever. And another voice actor spoke out and said, I am one of those voice actors. I made $150. Hold up, hold up, hold up. What, 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 what? I am one of those voice actors. I made $150. I asked if they would negotiate since it was for the theatrical release, and I was told no. Holy cow, $150 to be a part of one of the biggest films in all time in Japan, but also over here. Like, okay, you're an English dub actor. You don't really have much to do with Japan, although the fact that, again, it's a very big title that you're a part of. So if you're a part of a big production, big production supposed to come with big budget. That's like if I'm creating a show right now and everybody knows it's like $100 million going into it. Like I'm, I'm exclusive to like Apple Podcasts or something like that. You know what I'm saying? I got the Joe Rogan bag and with $100 million, like I go from this mic and I'm with like the cheapest little snowball mic and like the lighting is terrible and everything. You're gonna be like, Yo, FNAF, you just, they just dropped a bag of 100 mil on you. What are you doing right now? You playing with us. Like, this isn't FNAF news. So if a big production, like a film, like Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, that blew up over there is, you know, massive and whatnot, then again, the, the voice actors over here should also be paid accordingly and shouldn't be paid based on very old models. Now, we'll be fair with this voice actor in particular, which it still stands very firm with most voice actors, if not all, the major issues that they're facing. But uh, somebody did point out that, no offense, and not to say your work shouldn't be valued more, but don't don't you have like two lines in the movie? I'm just curious how much a smaller part like that equates to on your end and what you feel that should be worth. So in case you don't know, I'm about to blow your mind with this one. Are you ready? 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 R ready? Normally, from what I've been told for a long time now is that if you're a voice actor, like for example, you're walking into a Funimation booth. I don't know necessarily exactly now, but I'm almost certain I heard as recent as a few months ago that it is still in the ballpark. I believe you get $65 an hour as a voice actor. Sounds crazy, right? $65 an hour. My, my, my people are fighting for $15. $65? Hell yeah. And it's a minimum of two hours of work. So you are guaranteed $130 the moment you get any role with Funimation. You're guaranteed $130. 
here's the thing, right? So it's two hours of work. A lot can get done in two hours. And if you have a very minuscule role, such as this one right here, they probably got, you know, 150 bucks, which is a little over two hours, I guess, right? Of 130, 150. They probably got maybe things is a little bit better now, whatever. But nevertheless, they, they got 150 bucks, which probably is about two hours worth of work. Maybe it went up from 65 to 75 dollars an hour. But still, nevertheless, 150 dollars to have any type of role in a big film like that. And because I could accept a very low minuscule pay, I could accept that. Yo, dog, they gave me pennies. I barely did anything right. But considering I'm a part of this production, one of the biggest things is like, yo, dog, where's the residuals? These voice actors don't get residuals. If you don't know what residuals are, it's basically like right now when you watching, let's just say they rerunning an episode of The Fresh Prince or uh, Steve Harvey or any of those classic shows, Martin, all of those classic shows, if they're rerunning it, chances are as long as those actors signed a really good deal and whatnot, like Martin is getting paid every time Martin is in syndication. Gina's getting paid every time, you know, Martin is in syndication, the, the TV show. Anytime any of that, as long as they had signed good deals, they always catch a check. It could be a small check, a big check, but they catch a check. So if it was something like that, yeah, give me $150. I don't care. I'm about to make money for the rest of my life, but that's not the case. They don't do that in anime. At the very least over here with the English cast, I don't know about in Japan how things work over there. I'd imagine, like, come on, dog. You know what I'm saying? One of the big dogs, like Masako Nozawa, voice of Goku, probably, I'd imagine, must be able to negotiate for some residuals, right? And if not, then that's even worse. But then things carried on a little bit between this VA and this gentleman. This VA said, traditionally, anime that is intended for a theatrical release pays a tiny bit more than when you record episodes for streaming or TV. Not a lot more, but a token of acknowledgement that it will make more money. I was paid exactly what I make for the show. No negotiation. So essentially, what was you wanting? Like 10 more bucks? Like the whole thing about it is, is that this needs from the ground up a rebuild. Like I understand you have very valid problems and, and criticism with this. Like you're valid. The problem is not that like, yo dog, you should have got the 10, 20 extra bucks. The problem is that the whole thing should be redone. Like nobody should be a part of a giant production like that as a talent and get paid that. And the thing about it is, is that let's just say she got paid that 150. Let's just say, okay, that was for the two lines, right? It still was two hours worth of work. A lot can get done in two hours. So potentially you could make like if you're the star of it let's just say you're yuta okotsu in this production ideally you could even make less than a thousand bucks if they can get all your lines done in time if you're really sharp with it and whatnot you can make less than a thousand bucks again you could even make 150 bucks if you could get all your lines done in two hours you could make 300 dollars let's just say in four hours you made 300 dollars and there like can you survive what can i do with 400 dollars? can i pay my rent i can't pay my rent with 400 dollars. i can't you know what i'm saying gas right now is ridiculous dog things is going crazy i can't freaking pay for all of this if I'm getting paid $130 and they tell me we see you in two months when season three comes or some shit like that's not gonna work and this VA Tara Jane Sands forgive me for not addressing you by your name I apologize I also want to make it clear that I am not blaming the recording studio for this since they are given budgets that they must stick to these changes need to come from the top it's hard to know if the people at the top even hear our requests for frustrations and that one is factual forget about the extra token of appreciation like oh you, you gotta be a part of something you ain't getting much mate but Here's a little trinket, my lord. Like, no. They're supposed to be getting their just dues. Again, this VA, it's a little hard to throw the argument because you had like two lines or whatever. Let's just say you even had 10 lines, five lines or something like that in comparison to the other ones. But yeah, that's still two lines that was meant for if they had 15, 20 lines. If Tara Jane Sands had 
20 lines right now and she could get it all done in two hours she was still walking away with that 150 dollars and again that's just not good that's not right like maybe back in the day anime didn't make as much it wasn't as mainstream it wasn't as popular you couldn't really you know fit these budgets you had what you had 20 years ago we're in 2022 now pay them a little bit more pay them accordingly at the very not even a little bit more because again i would be like i'm not even gonna lie a part of me feels like being in there i try to put myself in their shoes a part of me would almost feel just a smidge of embarrassment of like yo dog because you know how people have their expectation oh you you want a movie you want a movie how much you got paid for that movie and then you got to look at them and say 150 dollars most people are gonna think oh you capping either you're capping about it because it's too low capping about it because it got way more like they just gonna think you're lying because what but then that's also other side discussion of perception of what people think really is going on compared to the smoke and mirrors that hollywood and the music industry and all these other big entertainment conglomerates put through most of the stuff that you see you think it's real the numbers you think it's real a lot of times it's a lot of fudge going on because they know that it motivates us oh that sold well unfortunately wow everybody's loving it i'm gonna jump in and see what's going on and not necessarily really me because for the most part I, I i like what i like and if somebody else likes it cool but i'm not gonna jump in like oh they're liking it i gotta like it like if i like it i like it but yeah and the story just quickly brings me to an article that i did want to read a smidge of so you guys get a little bit more context on just how big this battle goes the battle for union anime dubs by evan minto off anime news network shout outs to them crunchyroll and funimation are competitors no longer now merged into a single company under their parent company sony this new incarnation of crunchyroll is the largest and most powerful anime company outside of japan almost immediately after a merger was announced voice actor stephanie shea who did usagi in sailor moon tweeted now that Funimation and Crunchyroll are merging, can we get some union dubs? Which is very, very big, again, going into this whole argument. Actors like Crispin Freeman and Ben Diskin chimed in to support Shay's request, arguing that Sony's backing means Crunchyroll can afford to switch over to union dubbing. But what exactly are union dubs and why are actors demanding them now? When it comes to film and TV acting in the U.S., there's really only one labor union, the Screen Actors Guild, American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, SAG. As Justin Savakis explained in an Answer Man column back in 2019, the union represents over 100 160,000 performers, including voice actors, and negotiates contracts with studios to guarantee consistent pay, working conditions, contributions toward health insurance, and a pension, and preferential casting for union members. Basically, giving you a little bit of an edge, giving you help in a entertainment world that is not guaranteed it's giving you not necessarily a guarantee but a little more of a hey it's probably going to work out a little better for you than the next guy it's not a guarantee but it probably will a union dub is simply a show with a sag contract if a studio doesn't have a contract members aren't allowed to work for them and the studio has to hire non-union talent instead which basically would mean like you know less experience uh, we got right here josh grell recording a line for funimation's double drifters employees are conditioned to believe that any actor who asks for too much can easily be replaced with someone else says voice actor kyle mccarley who does mob and mob psycho 100 these are a lot of big names mind you like that was sailor moon that started this off we got mob from mob psycho 100 we got like yo dog but when we have all the support of our peers we can stand firm on certain minimum requirements without fear of being replaced the majority of notable film and tv actors are union members meaning that most productions also have to be union in order to cast them the dubbing industry however is historically under unionized they want to make sure that y'all ain't getting that bread that y'all deserve especially when it comes to anime i spoke to multiple actors who struggled to name a crunchyroll or funimation show that they were sure was union though g kids and aniplex produced some union dubs and netflix is all union that's a benefit of netflix shout outs to netflix for that yo i gotta give them kudos you know we talk about some of the stuff that may irritate us that seems worrisome or whatever but if y'all have a union y'all treating the actors right obviously i got the bag to do so but nevertheless y'all setting a precedent of this is how it's done 
Those are the things I respect. Shout outs to Netflix for that aspect at the very least. Companies can afford to go non-union because many voice actors aren't SAG members and voice actors can justify not joining the union because so many productions are non-union anyway. Pay rates for dubbing are among the lowest in the acting business and the problem is even worse in anime. Larger and larger corporations are getting involved in this process and yet wages remain the same. Says voice actor Marin Miller who did Izanami and Be the Beginning. Money is obviously being made but it is not trickling down. Consider JJ JK Zero, the anime film that took the number two spot in the U.S. box office in its opening weekend. As voice actor Michael Schwab discussed in a recent Twitter thread, Jujutsu Kaisen English voice actors were likely paid just between 150 to 600 each. So yeah, wow, even possibly Yuta or Gojo got 600 for a film that made right now $30 million. In fact, I'm gonna blow your mind with this one too. Dragon Ball Super Broly was surpassed by Jujutsu Kaisen already. If I'm not mistaken, I believe an article just dropped that said Jujutsu Kaisen surpasses Broly with like 30 million dollars in the U.S. Freaking crazy. We surpassing Dragon Ball, bro. That is massive. So if you're surpassing Dragon Ball, you're doing stuff like that over here in the West. Where is the raise? Where is the incentive for the VA based on the going rate in the industry? That's not a per hour rate. That's the total amount. The reasons date back to the origins of the industry, which again, the industry used to be very small in comparison. So that's understandable that back then it was a lot, you know, a little topsy-turvy because, yo, they, they wasn't making bread like that. Origins of the industry, according to the Coalition of Dubbing Actors, a group that campaigns on behalf of voice actors. Dubbing began as a very small part of the film world, used only for localizing foreign films and short sessions for cleaning up dialogue. Because it wasn't viewed with a lot of respect, the pay was low and SAG didn't prioritize it in negotiations. Anime brought dubbing into the mainstream, but the rates remained un unchanged. It was such a low priority for SAG that until recently, they were relying on a dubbing contract that was last updated in 2003. And you could totally service me that contract from 2003 if you're going to give me bread that is the price of 2003. If you're going to give me eggs that is the price of 2003. If you're going to give me gas prices that is the price of 2003. Pay me 2003. Why not? But if not, you got to pay me 2022. One problem that's somewhat unique to anime, Japanese licensors can borrow at the terms and union contracts, especially the requirement to pay actors residuals for 10 years after a show's release. But thanks to lobbying from CODA, SAG released a new contract in 2021, increasing hourly rates for actors to $87 and simplifying the residual requirements. As a result, a streaming service with fewer than 15 million subscribers like Crunchyroll only has to pay the hourly rate, while larger services, theatrical films, and primetime TV channels pay a flat buyout fee in lieu of residuals for a union show. Crunchyroll didn't provide a comment when asked about their past and future union dubbing policies. According to Coda, the pay rates for Funimation shows range from $35 to $75 per hour, depending on the number of hours worked. Again, from what I remember, I believe it was even Kali Bear, the voice actor of Gohan and Dragon Ball Z and the narrator. I believe he was the one that gave me that info about the $65 an hour. Video game and anime voice actor Sara Sakura, Hayate, and Rumble Garadon says that's not nearly enough. She'd like to see the rate go up to $125 to $150 an hour with a two hour minimum so the actor is paid for at least two hours even for a short session like i told you it's six basically they, they want to double the pay if it's 65 dollars with a two hour minimum they want 125 dollars with a two hour minimum now you're getting 
$250, which still, you get $250 and you don't get a call back for two months, you're kind of screwed, but it's still better than 130 And even then, I ain't gonna lie, that's still, wow. You know what I'm saying? I'd imagine like Hollywood for like, you know, when Chris Rock voices, oh God, I can't stop thinking about Chris Rock and Will Smith, whatever they've done to us. <laughs> oh, wow. But when they're in a, a film voice acting, I'd imagine they're getting millions, millions, millions. And I'm not expecting each and every voice actor in, in Jujutsu Kaisen or Demon Slayer or anything to get millions, but get more, more than that. Like that $800 an hour thing with the video games was like, wow. Like even if it's just the 800, you know, a, a for two hours, $1,600, somebody can live off $1,600 for two months. Like you could, you could kind of squeeze by or something like that. I can't squeeze by with $130. Citing shows like Dragon Ball that require strenuous sessions that could be vocally damaged. She also wants to see Hazard pay for voice actors. Miller and Steve Bloom, Spike and Cowboy Bebop, echoed her concerns. I saw people damage themselves permanently for some of the lowest pay in the industry, says Bloom. Then there's the elephant in the room. Funimation's dubs were produced largely in Texas, a right-to-work state, and will likely remain there under Crunchyroll management. Right-to-work laws, which exist in 27 most Republican-controlled U.S. states, allow workers to take a job at a company with a union contract without having to join the union or pay dues. So even if there's a union at Funimation, because they're in Texas and Texas laws are as is, it doesn't matter. They can still keep on. No, we're still giving you $35 an hour. This significantly reduces SAG's influence over studios by removing a source of funding and their biggest bargaining chip, access to top talent. That means far fewer union productions in states without right-to-work laws like California and New York. And the union penalizes members for working non-union shows, driving some actors who work primarily with Texas-based companies, anime voice actors, for instance, to forego union membership entirely. Basically, they're they making them feel like, yo, dog, you can get that union. Doesn't mean you're gonna work for us. The main struggle with getting union dubs in a right-to-work state stems from the vast amount of misinformation about how the union actually works, says Coda. Actors' unions, especially those with the track record of SAG AFTRA, nearly always result in workers being treated better and paid more fairly. Some actors, including Cher herself, have opted for what's called financial core or FICOR status. Their performers are officially not union members, but pay a minimal set of dues to be eligible for both union and non-union shows. Bloom sees this as a way to play both sides. And even Shea says that the union actors who take non-union work allow studios to keep going non-union because they can find plenty of skilled actors for cheaper. Despite her status, she says she turns down 80% of the non-union auditions she receives. And honestly, this whole story was unreal <laughs> i'm not even gonna lie i just can't even believe this right now that people are in big productions and again everybody can't be the big gainer right everybody ain't gonna be the millionaire everybody ain't gonna get even a six-figure check from a film but my god man you know what i'm saying i feel like walking away from being a voice actor for a jujutsu kaisen film ideally should definitely warrant more than this i don't know how much would be the right amount honestly like i can't really call it but i know for a fact that what they're getting is based off of very outdated you know what i'm saying 90 year old contracts when the cost of living has gone up things need to change asap i support and i stand with all of the voice actors that are trying to make their moves do your thing because i'm a creative and I, I like to see the creatives win because i heard this on a podcast and it really rang true for me is divided we beg together we bargain and if they're together with their unions they can bargain and they don't have to worry about like things going bad and how it's going to reflect and the companies and all that jazz and i'm definitely curious about how you guys feel of this whole debacle do you feel that voice actors are underpaid they should get more how much do you think would be a good wage for them to get 
and especially considering the film size, should that be taken into account? Like if it's a Jujutsu Kaisen Zero production compared to like a maybe smaller film that is not going to be like a top 50 bestseller or anything like that, like the top 50 bestselling manga list. Like how would you feel about that? But yeah, we're going to talk about top 50 bestselling manga right now because we got that list right here. Y'all already know y'all about to start calling me the transition king. Because for starters, we got 50 through 41 and a lot of kind of unfamiliar names or they're just really with the long names again. But we got a toilet bound hanako kun in what is it 23 days 14,541 bringing his total 223,000 copies sold awesome stuff then we got spy family at number 46 volume 8 yet again another 15,000 almost a milli 926,000 or 28,000 not bad at all doing good and then closing out on 41 grand blue volume 18 why does that look like bakuman so much whoa 16,000 bring his total 144,000 wow yeah i genuinely was like yo is that bakuman for a moment then 40 through 31 we got jujutsu kaisen still in there and we just talked about jujutsu kaisen too uh 16,481 1.9 so less than 100k from a million not bad not bad i don't know why that shadow's house volume is like catching my eye like all i just see is like that's a headless dress or something what the hell that's crazy knights and magic that looks kind of cool then we got dr stone at number 36 volume 25 another 17,000. okay broke 200k again it's just gonna be interesting that dr stone is over it's just a reminder like now it's already kind of settling in like oh dr stone is really over like we got the anime to look forward to but no it, it's it's really done <laughs> wow uh then at number 29 we got hajime no ipo volume 134 with 22,000 this week in 11 days 62,000. and shout outs to george morikawa like my god 134 volumes like a Imagine if dude has been stacking his cake all these years from all the volumes he's sold. My god, I believe Ippo is at like 100 mil or something like that. Like, lots and lots of money. Then at number 23, Tokyo Revengers, volume 26, looking good. 26,540, uh, almost 900,000. Again, par for the course for all Tokyo Revenger volumes. They'll hit a mil before they leave top 50. Four Nights of the Apocalypse, that's really good. Four Nights of the Apocalypse, 11 days, almost 70,000 copies sold. I, I don't know. I feel like Four Nights of the Apocalypse might actually be a reflection of like, yo, it's actually really good because it does really freaking good in terms of the sales for like a small spinoff it doesn't have an anime and a lot of people are sour to it um it's still making moves so shout outs to it i mean it does help that it had like a majillion anime with the you know previous series but yeah it seems like some people are still rocking with them sins now with the four nights of the apocalypse uh number 15 now fire force volume 33 37,000 this week 11 days 96,000 another one that oh my god so many series are ending fire force and that cover is just freaking awesome uh number 12 Kaiju number 8, volume 6, 43,544,000 total. I ain't gonna lie, I, if I'm not mistaken, I believe I know the contents of that volume. And Jesus Christ, you're gonna want to buy that volume when it comes out, which is crazy. Kaiju number 8 is 12 volumes deep, still no anime. Holy cow. Soon, soon, soon. Well, it was kind of already announced, like Toho has something in production, so we'll get an official announcement eventually. Uh, then top 10, top 10, top 10. Tensei Shitara Slime Date Kun, volume 20, 45,000 in a total of 19 days, almost 400,000 sales blue lock 52,000 133,000 total blue lock man it, it got sports down packed and i believe in another episode i had called it a romance but i was referring to because i was comparing it to blue box that is a romance sports and i think blue lock is just sports so forgive me on that one if you caught it then we got takopi's original magi no, <laughs> original sin uh with 65 i'm 
gonna keep saying it. Y'all already know. If you watched the episode, go watch the previous episode so you can understand what I'm talking about. What that looks like, that person crying there. Arajin. Uh, then we got Honey Lemon Soda. I haven't seen a Honey Lemon Soda volume in a while. Uh, 66,000 at number six in three days. Not bad, not bad. Uh, then we're gonna look at number four, So So Free Edit, volume seven, 72,000. Uh, in 11 days, 238,000. So So No Free Edit. I really don't know too much about this series. I do know that it's popular and people love it and people say it's really good, so... Again, there's one to look into. Kaguya-sama Lovers War, 83,000. Dope, 168 in total so far. And then top two, we got Shimatsu no Valkyrie, a.k.a. Record of Ragnarok, with in 10 days, 195,000. That's a little bit lower than usual for Record of Ragnarok. Interesting. And number one, My Dress Up Darling. This is an anime that, I'll be honest with you, I avoided it because I didn't know what was going on with it. I didn't know if it was like one of those creep anime or something. And I, I'm not saying that I've seen anything to give me that idea. It's just the name, I guess, My Dress Up Darling. And I see like a girl and i'm like is this about like taking off you know what i'm saying so i just kind of had a, a first thing of like that name sounds a little i don't know but it's doing very well and a lot of people are saying the anime is awesome my dress of darling volume 9 in three days 127,000, topping the top 50 best-selling manga chart for this week and we definitely had a lot of competition here nothing really brand new per se hitting this chart i know some volumes just dropped for next week's chart so we're definitely going to see some newbies and we got some new volumes on the way so i can't wait to take a look at those and we'll actually talk about it a little bit later in the episode and i'm excited to see the next chart because we got a whole bunch of volumes coming out including it was announced well at the very least over here in north america not in japan but over here in north america the final volume of berserk is on the way and honestly i really feel so sad even reading and saying those lines final berserk volume arrives from dark horse in november dark horse comics confirmed with crunchyroll news today that berserk volume 41 the final release in the series by kentaro miura is scheduled to release this november with comic store availability on november 9th and bookstore availability on november 22nd the release will be in trade paperback for the first time including a two-sided color poster insert and will retail for $14.99 mike richardson president and founder of dark horse comics which coincidentally after kentaro miura passed away and no more berserk was coming in uh, i believe they didn't dark horse sell or something to a big conglomerate said in a statement it is with great pride that dark horse will release miura sensei's last installment of his masterpiece berserk his creativity and incredible storytelling are unmatched and to be able to release his final work for the fans is an honor that cannot be understated along with other publishers around the globe dark horse announced berserk volume 41's initial release in major newspaper inserts last december dark horse of course described the final volume of berserk volume 41 i'm wondering if they're going to go this direction because a part of me feels like the best thing to do in order to really not piss off some people if it doesn't go accordingly is end berserk and come back with berserk a revamp berserk of berserk whatever and then you give the ending in that berserk honestly i feel like that's the better route because if you go this route and people really don't like it and the studio can't emulate kentaro mira's arc exactly and they can't really bring his vision to life exactly at the very least it'll give some closure to some fans like yo berserk ended with kentaro mira like that's it and then some people that it's like yo but i really wanted to see how it ended and supposedly kentaro mira might have left some papers behind of saying hey this is a blueprint of how i had my story they can continue it and we can also get that ending i want to see how it ends and how kentaro mira did. it won't be obviously nowhere close to the level of what kentaro mira did but i still want to see what he was planning on doing with the ending in terms of what happens man these two characters that is on one of the most demonic and crazy battle courses ever and what happens so i'm definitely excited not even two characters multiple characters obviously Casca, guts griff all of them like i i want to see so uh hopefully with this berserk volume 41 it is the final volume of berserk 
and then we could get berserk i don't know advent of the apocalypse or berserk chaos ensues or berserk few years later if you think about it like that wow now that i'm thinking about it essentially if they did a time skip and they kind of revamped the looks of guts griffith casca and everybody that would actually work a little bit more because like okay now you're rebranding it it's like berserk the new brand and then you're showing the characters three four years later they all look different so the art style change isn't going to be as noticeable because again you can't never 100 replicate an author's you know art style like toyotaro tries his best to replicate toriyama's but it really comes out more so looking like the anime because i think it's easier to cope with and you know i guess accept change when the narrative itself is also changing everything needs to change itself so that way it's like hey it feels almost like it's progressively changing opposed to just drastically a new artist came in and is like whoa and at the end of the day all change ain't bad sometimes some change is necessary sometimes you need to implement some change to see if you can get a better result obviously insanity is doing the same thing over and over expecting different results you gotta change like what weekly shonen jump is doing right now according to this it says it appears weekly shonen jump has changed its digital survey system this week with issue number 18 even though it's not yet known if this will be a new recurrent system or just a one-time survey in this occasion they have asked readers mainly about series volumes and they had like a whole list of different questions about volumes and it seems like they were more so curious about the people that are reading the magazine what they think about the volumes it looks like they're starting to focus more like maybe who knows they see the writing on the wall that a magazine release might not be the most beneficial 10 years from now let's focus on seeing what these people that are reading our magazine care about with volumes or it could also be like well let's see what the pulse is like what do they want moving forward like okay you want this from a volume or whatever and then they could kind of get an idea a little bit of like this is the packaging they want oh this is the type of story beat that they want like you can get a lot out of very small opinions and questions that you asked in those reader surveys but again it also is a sign of the changing of the times like we spoke about it in a previous episode of Forever news how they're doing massive changes they're trying different things and this is another massive change for shonen jump like their surveys their reader surveys are kind of firm it's like hey what do you think of the magazine what do you think of like which series is your favorite and stuff like that if they're changing it to be more volume oriented that means that they're trying to do different things that means that they're trying to see where they could go with it and it kind of just adds into the stories we spoke about again in a previous episode of shonen jump shueisha in general are changing and it looks like they're trying to be a little bit more aware in different avenues maybe they realize too yo we could push volume sales and volume sales will make us way more money than pushing this magazine that is selling less and less each and every year which is completely understandable you got to save your thing you got to change it up you can't stay the same i mean here at forever news we've been changing it up multiple times right now as you're watching this video the thumbnail style probably is another new style because you got to keep on adapting you either stay and die or grow and adapt and thrive bam that was a bar Ooh. but not as much of a bar as being able to say yo dog i got a manga that is so freaking popular they got it on a giant tv in the middle of a freaking Times square looking city in japan okay like yo shout outs to yuki tabata because we got a couple of pieces of things to talk about regarding black clover for starters one of the biggest things that i was like holy cow apparently i believe over there in japan to promote the upcoming stuff with black clover one of those recent trailers i believe it was like for the movie and the anniversary and all that jazz they actually were playing it over there like in their Times square type of thing you know new york city Times square well over there it looks like maybe this is like tokyo or something and they have black clover the full-on trailer for the upcoming film playing there and i love to see it that's great promo that also still reaffirms that no they still believe in this you know they still believe in black clover being a big thing they still believe in black clover bringing in fans and whatnot because they wouldn't do this you know how much it costs to get anything playing from there right there like that's 
probably a quarter of a million dollars just to do that just to do that just in fact for that to go on social media because another thing here i'm going to give you guys some game another thing is a lot of these corporations they don't even care about that being there they don't even care if nobody looks up from the crowd to that screen you know what they care about they care about people like me and you that are going to take that be impressed say oh my god i love to see it and share it on twitter and share it on facebook and share it on instagram and share it on youtube they want us to do that and promote black clover that way because it's such a huge iconic scene all it takes is for somebody with notoriety to retweet it and all the fans are going to retweet it and post it anyway and once again they just spent a quarter million to reaffirm for the fans and bring in new fans via the internet not necessarily the people that are looking up from those sure it gives a great impression like yo that shit look kind of cool it's really for the internet at this point similar to how they've been doing in the music industry like you know the drake how he was putting up billboards in every town and everything like that like not really for the town for those people it's for the internet and i think that's fire because i guess a little bit more in black clover related news shoseki's first day of april volumes is here and we got again like new volumes that are coming out we'll see the sales within the next uh, top 50 best-selling manga list but of course jujutsu kaisen number one one piece whoa Jujutsu Kaisen number one, One Piece number two. Yo, dog. Sometimes I stay shocked. Whoa, whoa, what? And that could very well change. This is day one. They usually record the first three days, and then we see more or less what the sales are looking like for the first week. But wow, I, I, I was gonna talk about Black Clover, but okay, Jujutsu Kaisen number one, One Piece number two, Black Clover number six. Now, mind you, that volume cover is freaking gas. I don't know why they put what's his name in there, Mr. Baha himself, a Seke. But uh, that that's a really, really awesome cover. Number six. I gotta see what the sales are looking like but i keep it a buck with you i almost guarantee that what you would call it it's probably gonna do similar sales as it's done like now because dr stone is gone it probably is a little bit more higher in the magazine anyways because it's like one less competitor from the old generation but elusive samurai and depending again what the numbers are looking like is only two spots away and it's way more of a newbie and then witch watch that's not bad for witch watch placing 14 i will tell you right now that i can almost guarantee now i'm sure that shugo maru and doran dororan are probably gonna get canceled like those volumes Ouch, number 78. Ay, ay, ay. We'll see what the sales are looking like. But coming in at number seven. Oh, Shugomaro's out of here. The, the guy from Koisuru One Piece. Expect Koisuru One Piece to resume real soon. They bringing that shit back and getting this out of here. Doran, Dororan. I don't know, man, because like it was placing okay, but these sales are abysmal. PPP is probably going to survive for a bit. I don't know how long, but I've heard good things about it. I got to check it out. But uh, that's dope. And, you know, music. I'm a, I'm a music fan. I just, I don't know. I always thought it was a piano manga. Uh, but yeah, so good for PPP, Witch Watch, Elusive Samurai, Black Clover, it's either yay, nay, One Piece, I'm really freaking shocked Jujutsu Kaisen's number one over it, uh, but yeah, that's, that's my thoughts on that, and again, Black Clover got a new volume coming out, and of course, when it comes to North America, you know, if you want to see Black Clover continue, you know, support, because you never know when Tabata's gonna give us the finger and say, you know what, see ya, I'm doing something else now, kind of like Tatsuki Fujimoto when he said, see ya, Chainsaw Man's over now, kind of abruptly, because in case you didn't know, big, big news, coming out of the unofficial weekly Shonen Jump Twitter account, but it is official news uh, that Tatsuki Fujimoto, author of Chainsaw Man, will be publishing a new one-shot manga of, oh my god. You ready? Guess what the page count is. Right now, type in what you thought the page count was in the comment. Go ahead, I'm gonna give you a second. Three, two, one. Subscribe to Forever World and hit that bell for all notifications. 200 pages in April 11th. 200 pages. 
pages. Wow. Now, either that's going to be this one shot again, that femme fatale story that he really wanted to tell, or it's going to be somehow loosely related to Chainsaw Man, or I don't know what. Like, at this point, if this is not related to Chainsaw Man, again, it's a one shot about a femme fatale, nothing to do with Chainsaw Man. Let this be the last one shot until Chainsaw Man 2. I hope this is the last one. If this is nothing to do with Chainsaw Man, ideally, it would make more sense. Like, you got a whole lot of press behind this. It's Chainsaw Man 2 anyways. I would, like, surprise everybody. 200-page chapter Chainsaw Man. Let's freaking go. Chainsaw Man 2 is back, and the anime is about to be coming soon. We'll see, but yeah 200 pages april 11th if the term we're eating was never so perfect right but again i'm just a little bit like man what if what if it's chainsaw man too dog what if that would be fire but you know what they say about if right if if was a fifth and ranking of kings manga got canceled or at the very least it got freaking suspended because of poor translations and i think it was even like stolen translations let's read book live suspends ranking of kings manga's english release for retranslation ebook publisher book live announced on thursday that it is suspending the distribution of the english version of sosuke toka's ranking of kings osama ranking manga and is in the process of retranslating the series book live began distributing the manga's first seven volumes in english on february 18th but readers pointed out typographical errors and inadequate translations customers who have already purchased the books in english will be able to download the retranslated version for free when it's re-uploaded the company will announce more details at a future date it's hoping to release the manga as soon as possible book live and translation contractor dragon digital apologized for spoiling the image of the series toka has been serializing the manga on the user submitted manga website manga hack and other venues since may 2017 and katakawa published the 12th compiled volume on december 10th and honestly to me and i'm gonna just take a shot in the dark maybe they gave opportunity to a shady dude of like yo dog you can do the translations right he's like yeah i get it done how much yo oh yo you, you normal what oh yeah yeah pay me that bet, 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 bet. like honestly it sounds like a genius scam if it wasn't for the fans catching their asses on it like yo dog i could essentially pretend to be a translator and just steal the stolen translations and use them and pretend i'm a translator that's some super wow like yeah you could do that but there and i'd imagine a lawsuit is on the way if the culprits that were translating it don't give back the bread or you know some type of making amends so to speak because i'd imagine you got a little bit of money right to do that and then you're gonna give them the finger yeah probably and unfortunately this is going to be bad for ranking the kings of manga because yeah they're gonna lose a lot of money over this bs them having to redo the whole thing put out a new budget for it it's probably gonna be in the red for the remainder of it okay people so after eight years this manga is finally coming to an end and you're probably like yo dog which series which manga is coming to an end it's been eight years hmm now there's a few series that you probably probably gonna go and date back to like well geez my hero was eight years ago that's already confirmed to be ending black clover is closing in on that like what series is it oh and by the way the series is ending within three chapters to be precise it's not outright ending right now it'll end in three 65 percent of people watching this right now y'all not subscribed and it would really help this channel immensely and help you to get notified whenever there's new anime and manga related news by hitting that subscribe button and hitting that bell to get all notifications greatly appreciated you help yourself out you help me out it's a win-win yes people another series after a long run is finally coming to an end and honestly it's to be expected right majority of manga they have an expiration date hell all manga have an expiration date even some of the long timers like Kochikame that ran and shown and jumped for like 50 million years eventually had to come to an end and this series is coming to an end it's not necessarily a jump title but it is under Shueisha and you may have seen it around you may have heard of it you may have been like yo dog main character kind of looks like Jotaro Kujo from Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 3 what the hell is this and I'm referring to Golden Kamui because apparently Golden Kamui 
Kamui is about to end within the next few weeks. Let's just quickly read. Golden Kamui by Satoru Nodo will end in three chapters in Weekly Young Jump. Last chapter will be chapter 314, 32 volumes in total. And I'll be honest with you, when it comes to Golden Kamui, I really enjoy the first season of the anime. I probably said that a dozen times now, but I just really did. It wasn't the greatest product. It wasn't the greatest animation, but nevertheless, it was okay. And I liked the premise and I thought the character designs was cool. And I liked the relationship between the main character and his little companion and whatnot. Like all of that was really dope, but it's, yeah, about time. To be honest with you, I thought something like Golden Kamui, consider it, it never really blew up per se. Like it was all right. It did decent. I would see it on the charts once in a while, but nothing crazy considering that ending after eight years is actually a really good thing because you know what I'm saying? Some series don't get that luxury. There's a lot of series. Heck, I have a whole drawer filled with them from Hungry Joker to Barrage to Iron Knight, Takamagahara, Samurai 8 is crying in the corner right there. Yeah, I got like every volume of Samurai 8 now as well because I had to show love. But yeah, uh, a lot of series have to come to an end. Well, some sooner than others. Those were canceled and Golden Kamui actually is having a great run. 32 volumes. That's not a cancellation. That's an end. It is ending in three chapters. I'm, I guess, curious for anybody out there. I'm not sure. Is there any Golden Kamui fans out there? If you are, then let me know. I, I, I would really be curious if you drop a comment saying like hashtag I rocks for Golden Kamui or whatever it may be because yeah, Golden Kamui is actually coming to an end. From what I watched, I thought it was cool, but it never really blew up and never really got like major notoriety like I thought it would have because especially like, you know, it's a seinen manga so you would think like, hey, this could be something crazy but oftentimes seinen kind of missed the boat unless they really go to almost damn near borderline shonen on a, like Blood Lad or like One Punch Man is technically shonen or technically seinen but runs in shonen over here in the way. like really wild stuff. And just in general people, yes, after eight years, Golden Kamui is coming to an end in three weeks. It's been a journey and it lasted a long time 32 volumes shout out to golden kamui all good things must come to an end all of them can't be at the top unlike this series right here because i'm not gonna lie the next thing we're about to talk about right here with my hero academia what because at the end of the day all good things must come to an end but fret not because we have good news on this side of things in terms of we got the best-selling manga of 2021 in the usa and this one right here is not necessarily a shocker but it's definitely a statement and it's definitely interesting to see what things go on moving forward considering the fact that this series has clearly penetrated the west despite whatever you may see online despite the fact of what maybe a critic such as even myself might say about this series from time to time ultimately it is speaking for itself in terms of people absolutely loving it because according to this right here the number one best-selling manga of 2021 for the usa is imagine i just read off a list of like every manga in existence that it's not like i start off like it starts off with it's not naruto it's not rave master it's not <laughs> astro boy that would be mighty funny and a big waste of your time and i'm not gonna do that because my hero academia is the number one selling manga in the usa for two years in a row i don't care clap it up Clap it up for My Hero Academia. That is one hell of a feat and very awesome and definitely well-deserving. I'm saying like, yo, dog, you're doing it. No matter how you feel about My Hero Academia lately or recently or whatever it may be, My Hero Academia is clearly selling and clearly resonating with people in the West because it says here, courtesy of Shonen Saito over on Twitter, My Hero Academia was the most sold manga in USA in 2021. It's followed closely by Kimetsu no Yaiba, aka Demon 
Demon Slayer and Shingeki no Kyojin, aka Attack on Titan, and then Jujutsu Kaisen and Chainsaw Man. It's curious how One Piece is just at place 16. What? Hold the phone. So at the tippy top is My Hero Academia, and then at number two is Demon Slayer, and then followed by Jujutsu and Chainsaw Man. So, which is kind of interesting that um, Chainsaw Man is showing like, okay, even though it's very, very popular, it's still behind the other ones because it still doesn't have an anime but just imagine when it gets that animated again different ball game Jujutsu Kaisen being at number four that's interesting considering Jujutsu Kaisen is number one in Japan but then you also got to look at it as we get things a lot later volume wise right like something is really popular over there in Japan and we don't get it volume wise still for a very long time that's something that we are not synced up with the Japanese over there they be having let's just say volume one in March we don't get volume one sometimes until the next year of like August or some it's crazy like that and then attack on titan at number three that's interesting that it definitely shows demon slayer has to pass attack on titan in terms of i mean attack on titan right now you know it's, it's pinnacle it should be selling the most over here but demon slayer is at number two and again my hero at number one and wow honestly i would be shocked if shueisha allowed hodakoshi it would have to be a straight up hodakoshi walking into their office and saying i don't want to do this no more i don't care no more i'm walking away because yo at the very least you're holding a throttle in the west and shueisha knows that that's a very valuable market and a very valuable place for crying out loud right now one of the things that is looking like is for the sports arena haikyuu considering it ended now shueisha doesn't have a stronghold over the sports manga arena or sports anime obviously people still waiting for like the last season of haikyuu that's a different story but nevertheless when you got a series like blue lock coming for kodansha blue lock might be the next big thing and it won't be from shueisha in sports manga and if they potentially made that mistake with haikyuu and like right now kodansha is gonna have the ball for sports manga moving forward because they didn't have something to follow up with haikyuu of a big sports series unlike kuroko it went straight from kuroko oh Haikyuu's running with the baton right now then they very well could lose that spot like Kodansha been blowing up lately Tokyo Avengers may not be the biggest in the west but in Japan it's tearing it up and all it takes is for them to get another attack on Titan and there's nothing a, a big leader over here in the west and boom they become the number one but again I gotta give massive congrats to my hero at number one for two years in a row gonna be interesting to see what 2022 looks like for them in the west because 2022 it's still gonna be running but it's almost done but you know with all the criticism and a newer series popping up and Chainsaw Man coming back and Bleach Return it, it's gonna be crazy and it's followed closely again by Kimetsu and Shingeki. Like, Demon Slayer, honestly, it's very popular over here. Uh, but it's just bananas that My Hero just trumps it over here. That, I guess, is a testament to, again, people. Like, this list is so wacky if you compare it to, like, the stuff that we talk about each and every week in Japan. Like, One Piece just being at 16, that's wild. Like, don't get me wrong. Even in Japan, One Piece is starting to get a little bit bested. But, jeez, it's, like, way below. And then Chainsaw Man, I feel like it's definitely a lot more popular. And, and probably, ugh, I don't even know. It, it, this list is wild. My hero beating out Demon Slayer. Japan would never, but shout outs and uh, yeah. Enjoy that victory because you're ready. I'm about to break your heart. I'm about to break your heart. I'm about to break your heart. My Hero Academia will be on break next week in Weekly Shonen Jump issue number 20. The series will resume in issue 21 slash 22 as scheduled. Yeah, no My Hero, which y'all already know how I do it over here. How I give it up. I applaud the authors. Please go take that break. Although it kind of sounds a little bit like, damn, there's a lot of breaks incoming because if they're taking that break, right, uh, for issue number 20 and then the series is going to resume in a double 
double issue. Usually when they do double issues, it's because the next week they're going to be off as well. So we might get My Hero takes break, comes back, takes another break again, and comes back because the magazine as a whole might be on break after that double issue. Because, again, that's usually when they do double issues. So, yeah, My Hero on break, and it might have a break after it returns. So, yeah, a lot of topsy-turvy stuff. And especially considering Horikoshi is really saying he wants to get it done this year, every break feels like it's going to break the manga. Because that's one less chapter that Horikoshi has to play with if he is indeed on this crunch time deadline that he's really trying to lock in on. If he decides, yo, I am accomplishing this, I am achieving this at all costs, nothing is stopping me. Yeah, he might be skipping out on things and there might have been extra pieces of detail and stuff for this finale that we could have gotten that we're not getting because it's break, back, break back you know what i'm saying break back break back my back is hurting right now over all of this god damn but either way we just gotta wait and see again right now as it stands my hero academia taking a couple of breaks uh horikoshi rest up and whatnot but this is wild i i honestly hope that horikoshi is not hell-bent on that deadline and he just says you know what we're gonna probably miss it we're gonna need more time and screw it because if not it really doesn't feel like we can accomplish everything from now until the end of the year but maybe that's me i don't know because again for all we know we could be getting a time skip at the end of all this right it could be that my hero academia as a academia is going to end and we're gonna end up in a big massive time skip similar to what we're waiting for in boruto like a big rebrand a big hey they're older now it'll feel a little bit more relatable to us from the previous gen a big shonen that we you know we want to champion it and stuff like that like now's the time for the z for the shipu then like here we go because we got episode summaries for the upcoming episodes of boruto and i'm gonna run through these bad boys because i just gotta keep a g with you i'm not really the most interested and enthusiastic about the boruto anime right now of course once we get to manga canon and if i hear some crazy stuff and if hey you're following it right now which honestly these spoilers could change my mind who knows it might be the craziest thing in the world and have me immediately like yo dog i gotta turn this camera off right now and go watch boruto but Courtesy of Organic Dinosaur Summary for Boruto Anime Episode 244, Rift, airing on 410. While Boruto and his teammates were gradually making some progress towards preparing their battle strategy, they realized that a portion of the enemy forces were a step ahead of them and had already been heading towards the village. With their arrangements still incomplete, the village would be put in a perilous position. Karatachi Kagura is apprehensive about their own inadequate combat capabilities. If a situation should arrive, the curse seal that has been etched onto Kurosaki, Bhutan, Hebichiga, and Fuefuki Hihoho could be released. Who the hell are any of them? Since the person was originally marked from dies, then the one who are bound by the jutsu will also lose their lives. Although it'll be for a temporary period of time, the three of them will be free from it. Despite losing their bearings at first, the three of them have finally agreed to cooperate in battle with Kagura, Boruto, and the others and then episode 245 for boruto funamushi's tennessee airing on april 17th as funamushi's main forces who have an allegiance to the funato clan approach the village boruto and the others attempt to ensnare their enemies by setting up traps each of them are standing by on high alert at their respective locations despite their preparation somehow their enemy has seen through their plans suddenly they all get plunged into an all-out battle even though boruto and his comrades are flustered they engage their enemies head-on and cooperate with one another they're outnumbered by their enemies. However, Funamushi is still burning with revenge. Boruto and his teammates get driven into a corner when Funamushi unleashes a strong jutsu. Then we got episode 246, A Grave Injury coming out April 24th. Boruto 
and his comrades have managed to endure a difficult battle, but at any rate, they were successful in making Funamushi's forces retreat. However, that came at a very steep cost. Meanwhile, in the neighboring seas of the water country, the Mizukage, Chojiro, and the Shinobi who have gathered from Kitagakure are continuing to have a standoff with the pirates who have amassed there. Even though this is part of their strategy, Tenma can seem to hide his frustrations at how slowly their battle has been progressing. His brother-in-law, Isari, says to be patient and try to wait for an opportune moment. Tenma wants to live up to Arumi's expectations, who is his father-in-law and head of the Funato clan. He then starts to set some things in motion in order to advance the battle's progression in one fell swoop. And lastly, episode 247, for Kagura's sake, on May 1st, the day before my daughter's birthday, May 2nd. Hey! During the battle against Funamushi's forces, Boruto and his comrades have sustained some serious injuries. They decide to settle things once and for all against Funamushi the next time that they engage in, in another fierce battle. After all, their children in the village that they hope will be spared from harm during any future conflicts. Meanwhile, Ikata's older sister, Seiden, has sustained a grave injury. Funamushi is boiling over with a desire for vengeance against Boruto and his teammates. In addition, Araumi is informed by Isare that Tenma has died in combat with Seiden on the edge between life and death due to her serious wounds from battling. He explodes with rage at yet another tragedy. Arumi in declares, from now on, I'll be taking command over the battle myself. And that was a lot. And I just gotta be honest with you, none of that sounded interesting to me at all because for starters, it's continuing off from the previous episodes. It's an ongoing arc and whatnot. And it doesn't sound the most exciting. Like the fact that Chojiro is involved and Kagura is involved, those things kind of sound a little bit interesting. And it reminds me from what it sounds like, uh, the Bloody Mist Village arc that they had very early on in Boruto. Like I really liked that arc. I thought that they did a good job having them. It was like a class trip, but it also showed that even though the Miss Village tried to hide their old ways, there was still some people that was kind of worshiping that. It reminded me of like Hori Jones, how he couldn't accept that the village had changed and whatnot. Like that's kind of what it gave me a vibe of. And yeah, I just got to keep it all the way funky. Those don't sound great to me. And I'm going to stress right now, right? I'm going to be very, very clear about this. I haven't faithfully watched the Boruto anime in a few months, but as it stands right now with these episodes in particular, not only am I not excited about watching this, it's probably going to be a while unless y'all tell me like the only thing that could change my mind is if I get a way crazy amount of people telling me like, yo, Fenev, maybe you should just give this a second look. It may not sound crazy or whatnot, but trust me, it's good. I'll definitely take a look. I, I have no problem with saying, oh, snap, you know, I was judging it off what it sounds like, but it's actually pretty good. I, I have no problem with that. Yeah, as it stands right now, this isn't something that I'm interested in at all. It just doesn't like it sounds straight up like, but no offense, and if you enjoy it and you feel like it adds to the experience of the Boruto anime for you, by all means, feel free. It's just not cutting the mustard based off those descriptions for moi. And I hate to get sad on you guys, but at the end of the day, we do have something very important to announce. And it's very sad to say that we lost a legend. We lost an absolute legend because uh, the series that this man created is one of the biggest series out there. One of the biggest kids cartoon, I guess you could say, over there in Japan. One of the biggest kids anime. It, they try to bring it over here from time to time. I think they had it on like a couple of cable channels at one point and I think they had like some pop figures I think I even have it of this series but ultimately it never really blew up but either way this is a legendary series and it's real sad to say that the creator of Doraemon has passed away and I, I was like, whoa, whoa. Because I know that Doraemon is massive, okay? Doraemon is massive. Again, it didn't work out for whatever reason. I think a cultural difference, to be honest with you, between the United States and the West and Japan. But it never really came over here and pop. But over there in Japan, this thing is huge. And sadly, it said, Doraemon creator passed away. Uh, R.I.P. legend Fujiko Afujio. That, that's the author of Doraemon. And wow, it's just kind of sad. Oh, wow. Did he do the laughing salesman? Oh, my God. If he was responsible for the laughing 
laughing salesman, which it seems to be the case because it looks like those are some of the series that he's done. I love that. Oh my God, that was such a really enjoyable anime. And um, RIP, man, are absolutely RIP. People don't realize like there's some series that just because it doesn't blow up over here doesn't mean it's not a big deal. Like Detective Conan Case Closed, just because it's not big, big over here doesn't mean it's not one of the biggest series over there in Japan. And every episode all over, it's like The Simpsons over there. People just love watching Detective Conan. That was kind of somewhat with kids, Doraemon. And again, uh, this legend will never be forgotten. Doraemon is huge, humongous, not only in Japan, but outside of Japan as well. And um, yeah, it's... Wow. I don't really want to dwell on this too much. I, I guess I want to just send condolences to his family and, and say that he left his mark. And yeah, because, you know, this is just sad stuff. It's really sad stuff. And I don't want to stay here with it. But I don't want to sad us out completely. So let's just jump over to the weekly show and jump all the comments and see what some of these authors are talking about. Because some of them be bugging. Some of them be wilding. Some of them be saying some off-the-wall stuff. Some of them be saying stuff that I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Cultural difference. Cultural clash. Hello. But let's see if we can get something fly going. Because for starters, we got Hiro Oda, creator of One Piece. The latest issue of One Piece magazine features the boys. Thanks to Boichi Sensei again. It's pure arts so oda is acknowledging the greatness oda understands yo dog if you got boichi on your series you, 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 you're doing great and you know at the end of the day there's people that say that they wish that uh, Boichi drew One Piece that's how freaking amazing that art is which I ain't gonna lie I don't know how I feel about that because one of the charms of One Piece for better or worse some people you know criticize it for it but it's that wackiness that goofiness that zaniness that that art provides and Boichi doing an ace manga is different ace right his story is very serious he's a very serious character that's not necessarily the same situation with you know Monkey D. Luffy the goofy character oh, yeah, that baby. That's my nephew, he's playing J Stars in case you can't tell back there. Yeah. Yo, I ain't gonna lie, he's actually like buzzing some tail back there. Anywho, that's my nephew, lads. And following that, we got Yuji Kaku, author of Ashimon, which, hey, it's actually a little bit up in the rankings again. That's pretty dope in the TLC. He said, even when I think this is what I'll do for my next author comment, I always forget. Oh, God. Okay, the joke is old already, dog. Like, come on, fam. I know you're a mangaka. Probably stick to your lane, you know, jumping into that comedy aisle. Like, you, you looking like the T.I. of mangaka right now, dog. Like, yo, where's Godfrey? Godfrey! By the way, that is totally a very silly and immature joke T.I.P. if you are watching this dog my bad lads I'm just a little comic book nerd then we got the author of Jujutsu Kaisen Gage Akutami if I ever time travel and meet my younger self I'm gonna tell him get in shape seriously yo if that's not the most facts of facts upon facts then god damn it there's no such thing as facts meanwhile Yuki Tabata is talking with a little love letter to his fans <laughs> author of Black Clover said to all my fans thank you so much for the Valentine's Day chocolates again this year some people do it every year, and I really appreciate it. Nah, y'all really don't know. Like, y'all think, you know what I'm saying? Like, just like we have sometimes that impression of like, yo, there's just a million people out there, and it's hard to really understand. Y'all don't realize sometimes, like, those little messages, like, sometimes people be hitting me up with, like, the most really heartfelt messages of, like, just inspiring and cheering me on and stuff like that. Yo, that, that makes your day. Like, honestly, for a content creator like myself, sometimes it just reminds me, like, oh, word, they really do rock my shit. Yo, I am making a, a, a change. You know what I'm saying? There's people that really, they don't got, like, nobody to talk to they don't got no friends they don't got nothing uh, of anything when it comes to their interests hobbies of anime and manga and they feel like you know they rock with me i feel like we have this bond it's a weird thing but you know this is where we are in 2022 and i rock with it heavy and i'm just saying next valentine's day dog i got like you know over half a million what six hundred thousand of you guys yo if y'all want to send me some chocolates dog i don't need them just say what's up happy valentine's day for now of course get healthy lad and plus we're fasting around here right now meanwhile 
Hajime Komodo, author of Martial Magic and Muscles, said, When this is over, I want to go on a trip somewhere with a warm beach. Is he referring to, like, the series itself? Or, like, is, is it something to do with his previous comment? Like, maybe he's sick or something like that? Like, what are you talking about? Like, it sounds like the author of Martial, he gives little inklings of he probably realizes that writing manga is really, really hard and he's not that enthusiastic about it maybe that's why he came out with that comment what was it last year saying hey uh series is half over we're ending it soon dog it's not gonna be one of those long runners and then jump was like no 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 no. you're gonna be a long runner this is weekly shonen jump you're in here forever it's like some pact or some shit it's like a blood pact in order to be in shonen jump like you gotta cut your finger and go to the editor of, of, of shonen jump the chief editor and be like ah please shonen jump allow me i don't know sound cringy like that that was cringe lad and let's wrap this one off with gen oska from doran doran at dead last and that's not a good sign so not only the latest volume flopped and it sold horribly, now it's also, yeah, Doran Doran is out of here. But he said, I can finish a haagen cup instantly. Were they always this small? They've been decreasing the size for a long time. And honestly, that was, I'm talking of knowledge of like, 15 years ago 10 years ago something like that like i haven't ate a hagen dogs ice cream in ages i am going to lie to you but i remember i was like they're getting smaller and smaller and then i can only imagine because the u.s you know they pack our portion sizes over there in japan probably giving them a tiny little thing like a dot or some shit like yo dog this is all the hagen dogs we could put in there we gotta you know conserve and shit like that everything's going up the economy capitalism i've been talking about capitalism a lot lately and i know a few of you are like yo fnev what's with all the capitalism i don't know it's just kind of like a word Throwing around from time to time, I guess. I mean, I know what it means, but yeah. But again, shout out to all the authors of Weekly Shonen Jump. Always a pleasure to hear what they got to say, including Oda, which again, we got to report on him because some crazy stuff is going down in the world of One Piece every day. And we got two pieces of updates, including One Piece Gakuen by Sohei Koji, which I want to say is like a class gag series. We'll be starting to simul-publish at Shonen Jump Plus's app, which I want to say, if I'm not mistaken, One Piece Gakuen was a Psycho Jump series realization and it seems as though they're like okay we're gonna put it in jump plus i personally think and maybe this is just me maybe i'm off on this i think a lot of those chibi series kind of flop they try to market and and take some of their popular titles and make chibi things of like yo dog if we make it baby eyes like you know baby looney tunes or some shit it could pop with new kids and it never does and it's unfortunate because some of those like i really loved rockley and his ninja pals naruto sd rockley and his ninja pals that shit was hilarious i loved it not every episode and there was an abundance of poopy jokes but nevertheless that was hilarious like i don't think they should target those towards like kids and maybe if anything make like seinen versions of it or something like that that is like hey very big warning this is a little bit more of mature humor it doesn't have to go completely the other way of like yo it's dark as hell but like yo just you know what i'm saying but for fans of that that'd be interesting if they actually brought it over here and translated it i'd like a little joke chapter here and there but also something even bigger that is really awesome is we got a full-on release of all of the straw hats and their new designs for the upcoming one piece film red film and looking at it right here off the top of the gate we got frankie yet again looking wacky and weird it looks like he got oh my god that kind of looks like a microwave it's like he has a microwave with like a stop button attached to him oh my god it looks like the youtube icon in a way but on a microwave or something okay and then we got robin robin very basic but that's always the beauty of robin that's why robin is like robin Chuan, like the, the one you marry you know what i'm saying look at her she's just basic but elegant then you got Sanji, I ain't gonna lie, Sanji looks so swag. He looks straight out of France. Aha, bonjour, mademoiselle. And then Nami, though. Nami. Woohoo! 
getting a little bit hot in here. Then Luffy, that shirt. Oh my god, I need that shirt. Hold on, I gotta screenshot that. Yo, do y'all want me to like put that on a shirt or something? I could, you know, do something. That that, that looks fire. And Zoro straight up looks. Oh my god, that's my favorite of all of them. That shirt right there. What? That looks swag the hell out. Yo, why is Jembe looking like Elvis, dog? Like, yo, no. Hey! Yo, Brooke. Holy cow. Brooke looks like he's a part of Gen Z. Then we got Usopp repping, repping, repping for Kiss. And, yo, that's straight up probably a crossover and homage to Kiss. And it looks really dope. And if you think about it, holy cow. I wonder if all of them are homages to, like, things from different time periods. Because that's a band, Kiss. That's Elvis back there. Are any of the other ones an homage to, like, popular bands or anything like that? Or is it just a dink with those two? I mean, who knows? Maybe Brooke could be, like, a, a hip-hop artist. That's kind of cool. Like, think about it. He got the hoodie and everything. Let's dope. Then Chopper is Chopper. Chopper! Wasn't there, like, a character part of, like, the CP9 that said that shit all the time and it was mad annoying? Chopper! wonder what happened to the poor little fella but yeah for the most part you know again i gotta keep on saying this this is stereotypical for a one piece film for them to look good if it didn't i would be whoa or if they went an edgy route or something like that the only thing that really is like holy shit is again zoro looks swag the hell out we got kiss up in this bad boy with Usopp, which you know my favorite straw hat gotta gotta do it big with the heavy metal yo i ain't gonna lie tell me i couldn't pass off yo dog right here and even more facts is the fact that the dragon ball super movie i remember that yeah remember it got you know hiatus pushed back the whole big hack toy animation we talked about it a bunch of times here on Forever News. Well, there's a little bit of an update and maybe a silver lining here. Because along with Dragon Ball Super Superhero, the film that was coming out. And I say silver lining as if I'm like excited and really looking forward to this film. <laughs> But they were supposed to be releasing, again, some novels alongside this film to kind of coincide and whatnot. And I believe they were supposed to release around the same date, maybe even on the same date or something like that. But, of course, y'all know Dragon Ball Super Superhero was delayed, and I don't believe they have a solid date yet. But according to this, it says, Dragon Ball Super Superhero novels have both been seemingly rescheduled to June 30th, 2022 at Shueisha Books' website. So if there is no confirmation on a date yet, you can bet that at the very least, Probably by June 30th, the film will be out. I'm not going to lie. It does give them an opportunity to change some things and do some things. I don't know if they want to just throw the 3D CG out and do a whole 2D movie and all of that jazz. I I'd be fine with it. If they did that, they would be legends. I'm not even going to lie. If they straight up say, yo, we didn't want to insult y'all. We threw that shit out. We made a new movie. We put a whole bunch of time and money into it. We did it. Which is unrealistic because, yeah, it's not that long from now until the movie's supposed to come out. And you can't make a giant new 2D movie in that time. But it would be freaking awesome. But not as awesome as, well, to some people anyway. I don't know if I'm necessarily the most excited about this. As Kochikame creator Osamu Akimoto publishing a new one-shot in Grand Jump issue number 11 out 2022. May 2nd, uh, which, again, my daughter's birthday. I'm always keep saying that. Shout-outs to my daughter. I love my princess. That's my my light and joy. But, yeah, the author of Kochikame, in case you don't know about Kochikame, you probably don't know about Kochikame. It's one of the longest-running Shonen Jump series. It ended a few years ago, but it ran for, like, a gajillion years, like the 70s or something like that. And it was shocking to even hear that the author ended it. But the fact that he's creating a new one-shot, that's interesting. I wonder if he's going to try and get a new publication or this new one-shot is literally just going to be more Kochikame. Maybe he said, you know what? I'm not drawing this shit every week anymore. But I could do, you know, every three months, give you guys a Kochikami chapter for the editorial 
editorial staff to get a little bit of nostalgia and have a little smile. Like, what if that's literally the only reason that they still bring him back for Coach Akami? Like, forget the business side of things. It's like, yo, no, our mental health, we need Coach Akami in here right now. We ain't going to write no more here in Weekly Shonen Jump. We shutting shit down until we get more jokes from Coach Akami. That one-eyebrowed cop mugger. That would be both hilarious and awkward, and I would be like, God damn, their business acumen is all the way messed up. So messed up that it had me do something that I haven't done in a while, and that's talk about the top 10 selling manga series of the week. Again, this is the total series. This is not like one volume per series. This is everything that the series sold this week. And coming in at number 10 is Record of Ragnarok, selling 63,000 copies, a little over 63. That's pretty good. Shoutouts to Record of Ragnarok, continuing on to rise. Then we got Chi Chikyu no Undoni. Sweet day, and that did 67,000. I've never heard of that as a Shogakugan title. Shout out to Shogakugan. I sometimes I go a little overboard because they are the weakest of the big three, so to speak. You know, Shueisha, Kodansha, and Shogakugan. But when they get a title on the board, I like to give them some props. Then we got Blue Lock at number eight, 70,000. Again, Kodansha in there like swimwear. Honey Lemon Soda. One day I'll read it probably when I get an anime. I'll check out an episode out of curiosity. Mystery Tall Luna Kare. That, that's still doing numbers, 113,000. We constantly joke about it because I've never heard of it, but it's a thing. Meanwhile, Spy Family at number five, cooling with 117,000. Tokyo Revengers still. Tokyo Revengers has been on the charts in the top 10 for like a year now or something, close to it or something. It's crazy. Uh, that one is doing 124,910. Then we got. My Dress Up Darling, number three, with 166,000. Again, I don't know what the hell that is. Uh, and number two, Jujutsu Kaisen, 204,000. And number one, One Piece, 263,000, which is very, very interesting to see. Nevertheless, shout outs to all of them. But wow, because when we're looking at the top 50 of the week for last week, I want to say that One Piece had been number two, it looked like. So interestingly enough, the back volumes for One Piece came through or the sales of of the volumes of whatever's going on right now came through and gave it the number one and i like to see it like don't get me wrong i love it when a series gives competition to one piece but i also like to see the goat come through do go things you know 20 plus years into the game still hitting number one out doing the big dog of right now jujutsu kaisen shout outs to oda and you may have missed it on a previous episode of forever news but pretty much things have been getting really really dicey between voice actors and the anime industry in case you don't know recently some voice actors came out and exposed the anime industry and said yo dog we just did the Jujutsu Kaisen Zero film you know the one that has surpassed Dragon Ball Super Broly that is one of the biggest anime films today did like 30 million in the box office already in the west alone globally over 100 million and whatnot you know that that little film well guess how much the English dub voice actors all got paid every last one of them got paid within this range because if you missed the last episode anywhere from 100 to 600 dollars for the film is what they made not $600 an hour, not any of that. No, not even $100 an hour. They either made $100 or anywhere from that to $600 for the entire $30 million profit thus far film in the United States box office, Jujutsu Kaisen. And it's been a disaster. I am supporting the actors on this one. That is really, really disgusting. All of them are making pennies when this film is making millions and things is getting more dicey. And it looks like people are riling up and people are fighting back. It looks like the voice actors are not standing down on this one just like the writers guild is fighting for better wages on animation scripts and whatnot the voice actors are fighting back 
2 and it says here SAGAFTRA labor union issued do not work notice on Dragon Quest the Adventure of Die English dub the Screen Actors Guild American Federation of Television and Radio Artists aka SAGAFTRA labor union issued a do not work notice on the Dragon Quest the Adventure of Die English dub listed as Dragon Quest Legend of Die on April 22nd 2021 the statement is as follows please be advised that Ocean Media, the producer of the English language dubbing series Dragon Quest Legend of Die, has refused to execute a basic minimum agreement that is in full force and effect for work with respect to this series. As such, SAG Aftra members are hereby, I'm, yeah, I'm saying Aftra, I'm not going to keep spelling that shit out, I'm sorry. Like noble cause, but the cause isn't that noble to make me keep repeating myself like that. Members are hereby instructed to withhold any acting services for this production until further notice please note accepting employment or rendering services on dragon quest legend of die may be considered a violation of global rule one therefore all sag Aftra members are hereby informed that no member may accept work or appear on the above production violating this order may result in disciplinary action in accordance with the sag Aftra constitution sag Aftra represents over 160,000 performers including voice actors and negotiates contracts with studios to guarantee consistent pay working conditions contributions toward health insurance and pension and preferential casting for union members in the wake of the Crunchyroll Funimation merger anime dub actors have highlighted the historical and ongoing underrepresentation of union dubs in the North American anime dubbing industry the anime of Riku Sanjo and Koji Inada's Dragon Quest The Adventure of Die premiered of course October 2020 so if you was hoping for a Dragon Quest Adventure of Die dub don't hold your breath because because things is going to get worse before they get better. Y'all know these corporations and conglomerates. They look at it like this. We just dropped billions for this. You think we... Sweetheart. Was it billions or hundreds of millions? I forget to be honest with you. But they're probably like, sweetheart, we, 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 we can't divulge any more money. We've already dashed all of it out of our pockets. You gotta go get a little trinket over there. You want, we'll give you a little bit of cake. And that's probably legit how they see things in terms of like, dog, we, we just bought, the, you think we just spent all this money and we're gonna give you guys extra money and a bonus? Like... Although here's where things is going to get interesting, right? Because look at it like this. When the, which I believe they referred to as this. Don't quote me. I remember this from like back in the day. What was it? Sister, sister. Oh my God. I'm referencing sister, sister. I believe they're called scabs where you work where like pretty much if there's a strike and everybody's like, we are on strike and you will work for that company. You're considered like a scab or something. Maybe I'm saying the wrong word. I don't know. But either way, you're crossing the picket fence and you're doing the wrong thing essentially in their eyes and there's going to be repercussions for that. So anybody, even you watching this right now let's just say you're an aspiring voice actor you want to get into the anime industry you want to do something really awesome and you're like yo dog they offered me a spot at dragon quest adventure die i did the audition they offering me this and now i'm hearing this on forever news what do i do and i'll be honest with you if you do this you can very well get a role in there you might even get good with the production company there they might be like yo we needed it thank you so much but you can probably kiss ever working in a capacity with some of these people goodbye they're 
probably going to be like, oh, anybody that works for them, y'all never going to be able to get involved in us. Y'all can't join this guild. Uh, nothing. Which is a real big shame because, yo, dog, if I ain't signed with you guys, I ain't violate nothing. But I could see at the very least, at the most minuscule level of it, the voice actors that are a part of that guild giving side eye to anybody that works there. Even if you're a newbie, even if this is like your dream job, some of them don't see it that way. Some of them see like, you're messing with my income right now. Screw you. And that's just kind of crazy that Dragon Quest Adventure die. I don't want to say it's dead on arrival or anything like that, but definitely, yeah, there's probably not going to be much traction over here in the West considering like if they're holding this dub over and it's probably been a while. This has probably been going on for some time because they said that this was listed as April of 2021. This was listed for over a year ago or a year ago at this particular point and Adventure of Die been out since 2020. So they've been sitting on this for a year and still saying we're not doing it. Give us a raise or we're not doing it. And then, you know, all this more disrespect with what happened with Jujutsu Kaisen Zero and stuff like that. They're probably like, yo, enough is enough. We get pushed so much around. We're pushing back. We're not doing this. And bravo to them. Standing up to the corporations. I respect it. I get it. It's admirable. I don't know where that'll leave you in the future because of the corporations decide. You know what? Greg over there knows how to voice act. Greg, we, no, stay away from them. We don't care about them. You come over here, dog. You're the new guy right here. Matter of fact, you're taking over the role right now. You're the MC. And Greg is like, oh my God, I am die now. Yay. And then they look at everybody that is protesting outside and slam the doors. And a company could do that. It would be horrible press. I don't think it would work. And they'd probably do something a little bit different so that they don't look as basically heartless but yeah that's oftentimes how a lot of companies move because a news cycle is only gonna last so long right i mean at the end of the day some people are very persistent and shout outs to them that they'll keep on you know campaigning or whatever but people look at it as they're gonna get tired eventually and yeah so we'll see where this story goes but as it stands right now uh again it looks like it's gonna continue to get even more ugly before it gets better with the battle between the voice actors and the anime industry in terms of trying to get higher wages because they're not trying to budge real big shame but that's all we have for today's episode curious what you guys think most important story favorite story something that i didn't talk about that you're like yo fanev you should talk about that one let me know that's all i have for this one though thanks for watching hope you enjoyed i'm fanev world and as always people have an awesome day and remember the golden rule anime and manga for life boy. have an awesome day peace and you guys just watched another episode of forever news have an awesome day don't forget to subscribe and hit that bell for all notifications i'm just saying oh you should totally like subscribe <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,